By the time you hear this podcast, you'll want some strawberry ice cream. Strawberry ice cream. Yep. Strawberries and something more. Yeah. Oh, I love the taste. Oh. The taste like yours. So sweet. So sweet. Yeah. Some whipped cream on the top. Of yeah. I love my taco. I want that ice cream. Tastes like candy. I won't bite. Uh-uh. Unless you like. I want to stay up all day and all night. All right. Taste breakfast, lunch, and gin and juice. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And this is episode 167. Uh, Thank you all who have downloaded and listened so far. We definitely appreciate it. You can see me on the screen. And now uh, I'm trying to bring Brent on the screen. Gotta do it this way. There he is. Trying to hide his face. <laughs> I didn't shave. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> uh, but we do have a special guest on this episode. He um, was a guest presenter, I guess you would say, for last year's Because He's Ceremony. Um, live from somewhere in the Northeast, we have Brandon. <laughs> it's like, I guess unless we find like... Hi- Bad tweets. Hi guys. He can keep coming on. That's the dick of his Hi guys. And I, you know, I was thinking, I was like, was I on the last because he's? Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, I, was, I was on the yeah. last because he's. I went wild. back and listened. Very rare for me to do that because I don't typically like the sound of my voice. So I avoid. Oh, I ne- I typically never listen to anything I'm on, <laughs> unless it's like unless I'm looking for a specific. Listen to listen back to a specific conversation. Yeah. I hate listening to myself yeah. talk. It can be apparently though. I like to hear myself sing because I was my own number one artist. So warm <sighs> Georgia nights, everybody. I know, right? It's weird. <laughs> Check it out. Add it to your Spotify playlist. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, year of our Lord. I thought you were gonna say year of our Lord, Greg. <laughs> I only do that when we do a one hit wonders because five. Um, do I say the year of our Lord? <laughs> So I, I save it for that. Um, again, thank you to everyone who's downloaded and listened so far. If you're watching the live stream, you can see where you can listen to us, where you can find us on social media. Um, we are also on other platforms like uh, iHeartRadio, uh, the podcast app, Good Pods, Audible, Google Podcast, um, Pocket Cast, Castro Cast, 
On Castro Cast? <laughs> yeah, there's one called Cast like Castro Podcast or Castro Cast, something like that. Edgy. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, Fidel uh founded yeah. it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasts. Uh Hark is another one that I just found out about. So anywhere you listen to podcasts, you are likely to find us. Yeah. Um so Brandon, we have uh Brandon on. I think the last time he was on uh, we discussed, uh, was it Usher's Confessions? Yeah. That sounds, that sounds about right. That sounds correct. Yeah. That uh, sounds right. And I know we had, um, there was a lot of, t- <laughs> there was a, a huge chunk of that uh, podcast was it talking about the Fast and Furious series. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> AKA one of the greatest movie franchises <laughs> of all time. I was, it's funny, I was thinking about that today, like, so they're coming out with another, this year, another Mission Impossible. And they were like, you know, who would have thought that this movie they made back in 1996, you know, in 2022, we'd still be making sequels. And I'm like, who would have thought we'd be at 10? And you know there's going to be an 11. I mean, no, we're That's at 9. We're going to be at 10. Or is it 10 already? I lost count. There is a 10th one coming. So it's not out yet. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think they stop these until like either they're too old or they yeah. die. Well, actually, no, because Paul Walker died and they kept going. So what am I? Yeah. They'll just, you know, I guess True. maybe a Vin Diesel. Can you yeah, really do it, it without him? You, you can't do it without him. Mm-mm. You can't. If, you know, not to sound morbid, but if it was Tyrese or Jordana Brewster, I think they'd be <laughs> able to move on. Yeah. I would well but if it's Vin Jordan Diesel, Brewster might be able to. I don't know if Tyrese would be able to move on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're at geez, there's so many of them. God. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I will continue to okay, yeah, fast in in twenty twenty three. I've I've read that they should call it fast sin your seatbelts. <laughs> Doubt they will, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think they'll try to work that in. Honestly, I think they'll try to work that in. So I, keep the tagline. I, I keep wondering since, and I know it's Spider-Man, not to get too far off topic, but it's just, it's funny. It's music related with, you know, with Spider-Man with, have you seen No Way Home, Brandon? I'm assuming you've seen it. Yes. Okay. Greg, I know you probably won't see it. Um, you know, one of the big <laughs> things was, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, turn it off now and come back in however long. Um, of course, they bring back Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield, because they had like this whole multiverse thing going. And everyone's so excited mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And everyone kept saying, you know, why didn't they bring back Chad Kroger <laughs> to sing Hero? <laughs> if you're going to bring back Toby, just stand at the edge of the not? Hudson River. Yeah. So my question would be because that's like, you know, the song that everybody, you know, Spider Man, like, even though the series, you know, it's from the first movie. And there have been like eight of these things almost. That's the one they associate. But would would that work in 2021, 2022? Well, I'm just Chad wondering Kroger? at what point. I think so. I think that's how you. Say for that crowd, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I say all that to say, though, at what point will we be far enough from the movie with the Charlie Puth song to where bringing him back <laughs> to do it would be considered nostalgic? It surprises me every time I hear that was Charlie Poof. Yeah, and he fought to get on it. Yeah, he had just, to fight to get on the song. And even funnier, it's kind of like, you know, 
<laughs> he has to fight to get on it. It becomes one of the biggest songs of all time. And even though it's on the latter half of the franchise, it is the song that everyone associates with every movie now. Well, there was no, I mean, the closest song that was associated with the series was Act of Fools. <laughs> it's either that or Pump It Up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I think of like and it's, and I guess the movies have been around so long they've changed genres because that first one that first movie had like what Limp Biscuit injected yeah. like it yeah. had like it was a lot of modern rock and was, new metal and this movie completely like, past that <laughs> there's yeah. all hip hop and rap and reggaeton now it's like yeah it's just that's just heavy on the reggaeton so I'm just curious like at what point is it like fast 20 and they're like, all right, guys, we're going to go vintage here. We're going to bring back Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa and just really, you know, we're going to do this to put a bow, a love letter to the fans. Of Fast Let's and look Furious. at who was on the first, <laughs> who was on the soundtrack for the first Fast I know for a Furious. fact they used that My Way, that, uh, My Way song by Limp Biscuit in the trailers. So we have <laughs> um, Good Life by Faith Evans, Ja Rule, wow. Vita. And Cadillac Ta. Uh, Cadillac Ta. Wow. Another song by Cadillac Ta. I don't <laughs> know who so- this guy is. Cadillac uh, Ta was part of Murder Inc. alongside of Jaw Rule. Oh, this, this was a Murder Inc. soundtrack uh, because there's Ashanti and Jaw Rule. Really? There's another song with Tank and Jaw Rule. Um, <laughs> he was supposed to be Jaw Rule's, I guess, Memphis well, yeah. Bleak. He well Ooh, okay, um, like Ja Rule, but no one liked him. This first Fast and the Furious that Ja Rule was in, he was supposed to be like a recurring character going forward. I'm, I don't remember what happened exactly. I don't know if it was like, well, then Fifty got to him, and then <laughs> they couldn't associate with Ja Rule anymore. Like ah, man, you're damaged goods. Like um, we don't want you for our car movie anymore, sir. <laughs> Uh, R. Kelly's on here. Whoa! That it age well. Scarface. Okay, so it's always been rap. That I just I never looked at it. I just knew they never played rap in the trailers. Uh, Black Child, Funkmaster Flex and Noriega, Fat Joe. Wow. Boo and Gotti. Oh man. Uh, wow. Limp Biscuit. It was their their remix of Roland, the one with DMX and Method Man and Red Man. Mm, the was the Urban Assault, in which not? Fred Durst is clearly has. It, it's like Fred Durst nearly ruined the entire song <laughs> just by rapping on it. It's his song. <laughs> it's his song, and he ruined yeah. it. Well, because I mean, you know, he's the literal embodiment of the meme. But I'm not a rapper. I mean, that's literally, he's just, mm-hmm. he's just, I rap over rock beats. Ja Rule has another song on here. I know he sampled a song by Depeche Mode. Oh, God. <laughs> Which one? No, I don't. Uh, Strange Love. <laughs> he sampled wow. Strange Love by Depeche Mode. I remember that because it was played in the movie. <laughs> sorry, that's just, oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, someone named Shade Scheist. And I'm about to say Shade Scheist. Shade, you're familiar with Shade Scheist? I, I have. I am not familiar with him, but <sighs> there on the soundtrack, um, a song with Nate Dogg, uh, Petey Pablo, but it's not the songs that we know off the top of our head. <laughs> um, another Ja Rule song and another Vita and Ashanti song where they sampled 
Justify My Love uh, by Madonna, which was written by Liddy Kravitz. So they both get writing credit for that. Um, wow, that's crazy. So that is the first Fast and Furious. <laughs> so then, why does every time hilarious. I listen to Faithless by Injected, it's like music from Fast and Furious? I'm just like, I mean, there might have been another. What would happen? To, or maybe oh, they, they were on they, the second one. They had a um, they had an urban and a, a suburban. <laughs> it's like this is the one we get... send to Hot 97. <laughs> this All right, the, the second from... soundtrack had Ludacris, Trick Daddy. Okay, so this is a disturb the disturbing the peace DTP. soundtrack. I twenty and Shauna and the artist formerly known as Titty Boy. Oh god! Whoa, uh, whoa! Was he? Was he? Wow. He was credited as Titty Boy. Oh man! <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how um, old this franchise is, people. Tyrese, name changes, y'all. Featuring Ludacris and R. Kelly, Chingy, oh god, Cardinal Official, Joe Budden. Oh. Dead Prez. Oh. Wow. Jin. Is that the guy who <laughs> wow. learned Chinese? Yeah. Y'all gonna learn Chinese. <laughs> um, well, he was the guy who won Freestyle Friday on um, 106 of Park, right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Uh, Fat Joe. Lil Flip. <laughs> game over? <laughs> it wasn't game over, but it's <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> I liked Lil Flip, but he really tried to make like clovers a thing. <laughs> oh Jesus! Like I understand that's where you're from and all, but like we look like leprechauns, man. This is crazy. Um, this is crazy. Just that, thinking about this soundtrack is crazy. Like this was a moment in time, people. <laughs> this was what. Wild. So this came out in like I feel like this is our sophomore year of college. Yeah, the Too Fast, Too Furious, that was 2003. We were freshmen. Well, what what, what point in 2003? Or oh, the end of our freshman year. Okay. Uh, I watched it with my ex. and yeah. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift had the, the Teriyaki Boys. This is the one that takes place in Tokyo, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Shadow and Most Deaf. The Five, Six, Seven, Eights. <clears throat> Far East Movement. Oh, man. I remember them. NERD. Teriyaki Boys and Pharrell, Atari Teenage Riot, Don oh. Omar and Tego Calderon, who would be in that the was, next one. See, that was the turn. <laughs> that was the turn. You go all reggaeton. Yeah, then they yeah. So it was it was the um J pop or Japanese hip hop, maybe a little bit of pop rock in there. Yeah, Atari uh, Teenage Riot is very random. Mm-hmm. Like so, that's out there, man. I I'm, I feel like Fast and Fury, the fourth one was mostly reggaeton. I already see Pitbull on here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh yeah, Dominic Dominican. <laughs> the fourth one was that the one that was in Brazil. The fourth one. This is the one where uh, Brian is back with the FBI, and they bring and then Letty, the and and we thought Letty was dead. Yeah, which one's the one that the Rock shows up in? That's the fifth one. Jeez, so many. Um, wow. Yeah, this is the one the where they, they go through that underground tunnel. Oh, that, El Chapo style. Okay. Uh, this had Busta Rhymes, Kenna, Pitbull. Kenna. Pitbull and Lil Jon, Pitbull and Pharrell, Pitbull and Tego Calderon, <laughs> <laughs> Pitbull and Robin Thicke. <laughs> this was the Pitbull. So uh, he basically Black Panther this. 
<laughs> that was a Pitbull soundtrack. <laughs> That's where Pit, this is where Top Dog got the idea from. It's like, you remember Fast Four? <laughs> <laughs> and then the fifth but one. Pitbull did it. The fifth one had Don Omar, um, someone named Brian Tyler. I don't know who that is. Uh, but this was, I guess this was the reggaeton slash Brazilian soundtrack because I don't know these artists. Ludacris has a song on here. Um, let's see if the, the, the sixth one had a soundtrack. Well, this, you, you can't stop. <laughs> uh, two chains of Wiz Khalifa. Oh, so he's been on here as 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 the, as, 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 yeah. as boy <laughs> and two chains. <laughs> Uh, Talk about callbacks. That's a record right there. T.I. and Lil Wayne. Jen makes another appearance. Uh, Dead Mouse and Cy- featuring Cypress Hill. Uh, Peaches. like The rapper? Um, I remember her. She was nasty. Yeah. She still is, and she, mm. she's very gross. Uh, <laughs> she was nasty. <laughs> the Crystal Method, Don Omar, Taylor Calderon, and Ludacris again. Featuring Usher and David Guetta. Oh, I know that's that's where Ludacris flirted with EDM for a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you could just see that the times changing on here. Yeah. Uh, down how hip hop was what was popular at the time, and yeah, twenty years, twenty years of this stuff. I hope we get another twenty more. I'm dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> Take keep it this coming as far as you can because people will keep watching them at some at a certain point they're going to go from mm. making sequels to just a full on reboot and I'm okay with that as well who would take over it has to be someone to, to take over for Dominic Toretto like where he or if it's if they keep going with the series and make it like his son or or his nephew or something mm-hmm. some kind of continuation where he he's like the godfather like they have to they, you know, pay respects. Well, pay respects, but also like they're if whoever the main character is is in is in trouble. So like, <laughs> I got I got to call him. I don't want to call him, but I have to call him. And then he's the main like, character. Uncle Dom, <laughs> you know, Paul Walker's son, <laughs> played by Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I just imagine him kind of walking in the shadows, like. You need a favor. <laughs> you need a favor. He has a beard. And he's still wearing like the same white shirt. The same no white shirt. The same yes. shirt. Driving the same charger. Driving the same charger. Oh, he God. just works part time picking up kids at school now. He drives a bus. Um, so let's, let's get to some uh, a little bit of music news here. Um, oh, man. So Coachella is happening in April. It's uh, it's scheduled, at least. And Why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. And uh, two of the headliners are scheduled to be Kanye West and Billie Eilish. Um, has, has she headlined before? I think she's performed there before. Because okay. I heard it was I not a very good headlined. performance. Like I heard it was very people kind of went in on her and I'm yeah, so uh we're at the point now where I mean she's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Yeah. Uh this is 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This is where we are now. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so, um, Kanye will, will headline and it was scheduled to be, well, the, the festival is already sold out. Um, originally scheduled to headline Travis Scott. Oh, why? Oh God. (laughs) They say here, Oh, because the coronavirus print. No, no, it ain't. Not with Travis Scott. But so you're still having the concert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank Ocean, he doesn't have any new material. Can't you know. I, what I say? <laughs> He's on the clock. What? Tap my Time, watch. Tap time's me. running out. Time is running out. <laughs> but also um, scheduled to headline, and I don't know where this came from. Rage against he the can machine. Keep- Keep all this playing old music on Apple Music Radio. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine? Uh, do is are they still relevant? I followed I followed Tom Morello. Is, is Zach still in the group? I have no. I'm about to say is it? It was funny. I was thinking too when, when you're talking about Fred Durst can't rap. I was like Zach Zach De La Roca would absolutely body Fred Durst. Absolutely, <laughs> he would body. That's him. a versus I want to see just for the jokes. <laughs> While talking about the liberation of America, yeah, because oh yeah, because you know he's gonna start talking about the revolution. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard it's like that at their concerts. Like they'll play a song and stop, and lecture you about like unions, and people are like, dude, stop that! Like that's we don't want that. But um, well, you never know. He, they kind of have to do that because there, I saw there was a lot of people who didn't know what Rage Against the Machine, what their message was. Yeah. Oh yeah, like they were like, like surprised machine, to find out. Yeah, what machine did you think they were raging against? Oh yeah, there was there was someone said put out a tweet. They're like, oh, their song is their songs are politically charged. I don't think I like this anymore. And then people were like, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, there were All of there them were are like that. <laughs> there are machines on both sides, and <laughs> it's like moderation against the machine. <laughs> it's like I guess you know the line. Some of those that work forces. Are the same that burn crosses. Just that's didn't. very direct. Yeah, like I guess it just went over their heads. Like, <laughs> whoops. Um, that'd be. I mean, that'd be cool if they they did it. I mean, I feel like you know I don't know about Zach, but I know for a fact Tom is on social media fairly often trying to raise their profile. Mm. So mm. wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to you know. Uh, Frank Ocean rescheduled for 2023. I didn't know you could just do that. Of course he did. He's got to make a new album. Uh, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine <laughs> dropped out altogether, and Travis Scott was, of course, dropped uh, because of what happened at Astro World. <laughs> he, uh, said COVID. He, was, <laughs> he was dropped in mid December, so they they, they waited, waited at least a, a month. Bit. Yeah. Um, Jeez, Coachella. What are you? What kind of message? Kanye may also have a Sunday service performance. That was probably part of the contract (laughs) that he wanted to do that. Um, Many people are wondering if there will be, if it will be postponed again, because after like, uh, so before the uh, Grammy ceremonies uh, have been postponed, it was scheduled for January 31st. So three weeks from now, but it has been postponed until further notice. There's been no announcement of a new date. Um, and uh, some folks have 
made jokes on Instagram uh, saying, uh, y'all really going to do Coachella with Omarion and all his cousins still in circulation? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, we don't know if the... um, if Coachella will be postponed, I feel like it will. Cause like California, I feel like they shut down at the slightest, um, yeah, the slightest I mean, uptick. Uh, yeah. and Kanye has headlined Coachella before. Um, but as we said before, the, uh, it was postponed in 2020 postponed again in 2021. It may get postponed again, uh, this year. The last thing you want is stories of a bunch of people who, uh, contracted COVID at your concert, getting sick or dying. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. That's bad for business. Uh, you do that in 2022, you might not even have one in 2023 as a result. So, what do you guys think of the uh, the Grammys being postponed? I mean, this is what happens when you don't include Morgan Wallen in anything. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> these are the consequences of one miss. I don't know. I mean, in all seriousness, though. Um, I mean, I I get it. The the it it doesn't it doesn't go along with the fact that like I don't think people are taking this as serious as people say they are. I think it's just kind of one of those things like oh we might as well do it. I don't really think it means anything. Um, do it like you did it in twenty twenty. Didn't they have it like you know people showed up in suits and yeah they had on like a rooftop. There were mm-hmm. different performances around the country or at least around yeah. L A. People accepted their awards from like, I think, I don't know if the Grammys did it. I know the Emmys did it mm-hmm. where like they had someone in a hazmat suit outside the person's house. Was hilarious. And if they won, they would give them the give them the trophy and leave. If they didn't, they just wave like, sorry, sorry. and leave. <laughs> <laughs> <For a little> bit. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind that. I've always thought that like. I've I've always like I know the VMA started doing it at one point, but you had like these performances, you know. Yeah, they and, had it in different yeah, in different places different around places. New York, so um, they could they could do the same thing. Even the and, and not to bring her up again, but the Taylor Swift performance. This is actually when I first <laughs> noticed Taylor Swift when they had her do "You Belong with Me," but she started out performing in a subway car, <laughs> and like sing mm. it's almost like a music video. She's singing in a subway car, and then makes her way from the subway car up the stairs and ends up performing, you know, singing in the streets of New York. Something creative like that. I saw Brandon Urie, I mean, Panic at the Disco, do something similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, at some award show where he started, or I think it was like one of those singing contests, he started backstage, you know, in a dressing room and he's singing and makes his way to this. Like, give me something. Cre- I know those are hard to coordinate and takes a lot of work, but like, yeah. we've been seeing the same, like, Rage Against the Machine, and, like, they just play on a stage, you know? Like, we've been seeing that for the last how many years? Give me something different, yeah. you know? So I would like it. That's my That'd be my challenge to the Grammys that they'll never hear, but that would be my challenge to them. Let's try something different, you know? And, you, know you know who did a good job at that? BET. Be, like, I remember there was yeah. one BET Awards mm. where, like, all their performances were, I don't know if they were pre-recorded or anything, but, like, they were like the artists were clearly in different places and like yeah, they just had their that. band and their setup mm-hmm. and everything. And it went really well. I, yeah, I think that, that might've been last year that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, some the only were, thing with po- postponing it's like, how long can you postpone the Grammys? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, like, and it's, it's been postponed indefinitely. We don't know when 
it's going to I mean, it has to be before whatever their deadline is for the next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um are they going to are, are they going to do it like they had the um <laughs> like when um the Masters tournament was postponed. It was postponed until like November 2020. And then they turned around and then and they turned around that. and had it on regular schedule in <laughs> April 2021. Shortest, <laughs> like the so. shortest time span. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So um uh they they put out a statement um they said we look forward to celebrating music's biggest night with they they have that trademarked music's busy, biggest night. I didn't know that. Do you have to pay them for I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on a future date, which will be announced soon. So um, I don't think this would change my mind that I think album of the year is going to be Love for Sale by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga just to give him <laughs> one more Grammy before he dies. Well, so especially if like, if he dies between now and then. Yeah. They're oh, rewriting you know it. They're going to, even if they gave it to someone else, like, definitely going to win. Run the envelope. Give it here. If they've already like, you know, did the engraving. <laughs> They're taking that off. Burn it. Let's <laughs> give them a new one. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, um, we talked about before with, I still can't remember his first name, um, Barry Hankerson, whoever, Aaliyah's no. uncle. Oh, yeah, Barry Hankerson. Yeah. Aaliyah's weird uncle. They <laughs> held everything. <laughs> so... Um, uh, a couple of episodes ago, Ben's earworm was up jumps the boogie because Timbaland and Magoo's album was not on streaming anywhere. Um, anything on black ground was not on streaming, uh, which would include uh, Aaliyah's second and third album um, for a while. And now there is a new Aaliyah album coming out. I heard a song that she did. Um, well, they added the weekend uh, vocals to it. Um, what? yeah, so there's a, there's a new Aaliyah album coming and there's been a criticism that, uh, her, uh, the album has no, uh, no female features on it. It's all male features. There's no Missy. There's no, I don't know who else she would have done. Whether female That's she may odd. have collaborated with, but well, I mean, think back to one in a million. Who featured on that album? I mean, what Slick Rick on her cover of "Got to Give It Up"? Yeah, but still, like, who wrote one in a million? Missy, yeah. Missy and Timbaland, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So not it's not even that. So it it yeah. has uh, it's going to be called Unstoppable coming out later this month. Oh, that's, that's um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it will have appearances by The Weeknd, Drake, because he's of a course. weirdo. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, I, if they were if they were contemporaries, that would be his Rihanna. Yeah, he would be all yeah. about. Oh, he he would Dame Dash would have to put a hit on. <laughs> like, dude, like, stay away from her. <laughs> Like, bro, you seriously have to stop. <laughs> stop showing up with flowers, singing in front of my like the dude in um the five heartbeats. <laughs> hey, Dad's like every night I got to prove my love. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Okay, sorry. That's sorry. funny. Um, oh god! So as the weekend, Drake, Snoop Dogg, Future, and Neo. 
Okay. They're getting me out, I guess. Yeah, they drug him up. Like, what was he doing? He's still he's still making music. I mean, yeah. Does anyone care? Yeah. Apparently, That's the question. He, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, he has a new album on the way. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, what I, I can it, pull up here is you that this uh, Aaliyah feature <laughs> to <laughs> to kind of launch pad, you know. Uh, what I wanted to pull up is the uh, the new Aaliyah song. It's called Poison. Want to know what you guys thought of it? Better we'll play. Here we go. <laughs> this is Aaliyah featuring The Weeknd. All right, stop playing it before we get flagged. Something, <laughs> something sounds off with her voice, though. I feel, I feel like, I feel like they might have pitched mm-hmm. her, her voice up a bit or yeah. down or whatever. But something's going on. A lot that. of gain on it too, because Leah is not known to have a very powerful voice. I love the song though. I like the song. I, I, didn't I hate like that it. weekend is on. <laughs> Why couldn't we have given this to? I mean, like, no offense to Aaliyah or anything like that or her family, but like, there's plenty of very capable female singers out there that could have done this song. Who had me. control of it? Oh yeah, Barry mm-hmm. Anderson. Yeah. Her weirdo uncle. Her weird <laughs> uncle. To be so, honest, I don't want anything to do with a. Uh, an Aaliyah, a post a posthumous Aaliyah album that has nothing to do with Timbaland and Missy. Yeah. I feel like that's weird to mm. not include them in some and sort of fashion. Speaking of which, and I guess maybe this is another thing. This does not sound like something she would have sung on back in the day. <laughs> exactly. So that's that the weird thing. Throws with, it off. Maybe with, that's what it was. <laughs> like who knows what year these vocals are from? Yeah. Uh, this song. Um, Okay, uh, well, of course, The Weeknd is credited as a songwriter. Um, and Belly and Stephen Garrett, a.k.a. Static Major. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, Belly is. Belly is... Um, he's a see. rapper, songwriter. Yeah, he's from Canada. He does a lot of stuff with Weeknd. Yeah. Mm, okay. And he co-wrote uh, Six Inch for Beyonce. Um. But uh, this is, I mean, what what do you think of the, because someone tweeted out, imagine having the opportunity to create a new Aaliyah album with an entire generation of women that were directly influenced. And they cited Sierra, Tiana Taylor, Tanashi, Normani. Cassie, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Janae. Janae Aiko, yeah. Chloe and Halle, her, Seven Streeter. 
But instead, we get Snoop Dogg, Neo, Future, <laughs> Chris Brown, and a weird weekend song. They're not wrong. That is weird. I'm supposed to believe that, like, oh, Aaliyah inspired Future so much that he wanted to be a part of this album. Oh, and somebody also said, if I hear 808 Mafia snares and murder beats mm. hi-hats in this new Aaliyah album, then best believe we fucking failed to revive R&B. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, Honestly, I don't want it without an obscure obscure Bollywood sample from Timbaland. <laughs> it, it, it's only right. To have, have you that. heard from Timbaland on how, he, how they, him and Missy feel about this? Or... Uh, I haven't seen any statements. Yeah, I haven't seen them say anything, but I'm positive positive they hate it. Even darker. Have we heard from R. Kelly? Has anyone? Figured we wouldn't. I'm just. He he did the first album. I'm just saying. I I think after that whole thing, uh, I think he has more pressing things to worry about. I'm I'm gonna get canceled, Anna. I'm dead. I'm I'm serious. So like, I would like to like collaborators, things like that. I'm I'm curious what they would think about this, because it sounds like basically like they took her vocals from another song, put it on the song that the weekend wrote. Yeah, chopped it up. Probably did like, and it makes me think of DJ Cumberbun, who is a mix, um, um, a mashup DJ, really good one by the way, on YouTube, on TikTok now too. But like he, um is really good at pitching vocals to fit melody lines that he wants them to fit for his mashups, which is why he has probably some of the most creative mashups ever because he knows how to do that. And it sounds kind of like at some points they did that. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like it'd be different if you took like, Hey, you know, she was working on this song before she died. It's okay. If it sounds like it came from, you know, the early two thousands or the late nineties, like we get it. That's when she, like someone, music. that's one of the uh, criticisms here. Someone said there's something a bit off about the song, in particular Aaliyah's vocals, which are poorly mixed and sound filtered through an old computer. Um, yeah, probably off yeah. of an IBM floppy disk Oof. of some sort. Oof. Hey, maybe it, it might have been a zip drive. Oh, geez. They couldn't get the real, like it was a song they were doing with Timbaland, and he's like, no, I won't give you the actual masters. So like they took their no. phones in and like recorded <laughs> <laughs> Took it to some guy so like, hey, bro, this is the best we got, man. This, this is all we got. You want to be on this album or not, man? This is the best we got. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you, Weekend. <laughs> that, which would explain why it sounds like there's a lot of gain on her vocals, because they're like, just like, like, put a lot of gain and a lot of DSing on there. And just let it ride, man. Just let it ride. <laughs> um, and it's like, it's yeah. so weird to think, like, because this sounds so weird. But then if you look back to that one Michael Jackson album, that like that Michael Jackson album that came out, better than, like, I don't know. Like, and that was kind of like Frankenstein. Oh, the one that was just called Michael? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the one with uh, Love good? and Never Felt So Good. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, it's uh, like they didn't try to like, like that. that was the one before it that one was terrible <laughs> oh one? The, the one called is it called hollywood or she's going it was hollywood? another one that was yeah that was on a different yeah that was a, that was the one before it where everybody was like questioning like is this 
Michael's voice or not, or is this this random Dutch singer who sounds like him? <laughs> there's a whole, there's a dark hole on YouTube about it. It's I hilarious. didn't know he had an album like, in between there. I didn't know that. Yeah, he had one. I remember that album had that Hollywood song on it, and it had a duet with Akon. Oh, yeah. is it my the, hand or something? He did. Oh God, because Akon did a remix of um, "Want to Be Starting Something" too. That was yeah. for the uh, the 25th anniversary yeah. of Thriller. The oh, yeah, I'm talking about. Was yeah, it, Escape. Okay, Michael that's was the one the I'm one, talking about. Michael was the one right after. And then Escape, that's the one you're talking about. With Love and mm-hmm. Also Good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's even with, well, I guess, I don't know. I guess with those, it helps that those songs, like, had old versions of them. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, reworked it. Reworked the songs in a way. I don't know. That was way. Timbaland was part of that. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah that came out fine. Hollywood Tonight. That's the one. That's on. Uh, that was on Michael. That was on Michael. It went platinum. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I, I think like that was like that was like, like the yeah. only single. I think, or no, or hold yeah. the one with Akon. That was a single, but the one that people liked the most, I guess. I've was seen Hollywood this cover. Tonight. I've seen this album cover before. Yeah, every everybody was very suspicious of this album of the Michael album. <laughs> I'm gonna go, like, I'm this, this sounds like him, but this don't but sound like it? him. Probably wasn't him. <laughs> it probably wasn't. I'm I'm, I'm sure there was. You know, because if you think about, he probably it, had some new songs that were maybe like half done. Yeah, and then they're like, we need it. This only has one verse on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got yeah. That these are these are definitely the these are these are the songs on off of Michael. Those are definitely songs you can tell were like half ideas. Yeah. So because so, it's like repeating verses and stuff. Oh, that's the, that's cheap. He would never. Michael wouldn't do. Man, all right. Who we got to fight? <laughs> Who we got to fight? Same person that made this was Barry Hankerson involved <laughs> stepping on people's legacies <laughs> terrible well i don't understand him i don't understand it's him like, at all i mean she was only my niece i mean it's like <laughs> and it's like okay cool you do that that's your niece that's your family but to like hold a bunch of other people's music hostage yeah yeah like that that's weird and uh, if i was jojo i'd want to shoot him <laughs> It's like you wait until I record both albums again. Now do it. <laughs> That's what he was waiting on. Yeah, he, he has some kind of vendetta about like, JoJo that we don't know about. It. It's like, finally, I thought it'd take forever. <laughs> uh, let's get to the Billboard charts here, and we'll get to Ben's earworm of the week. Um, so I said for at least one more week, all I want for Christmas w- was is you would be number one. And it is for one more week. <laughs> uh, but moving up to number two is Easy On Me by Adele. She's coming back, y'all. She, she's going to finally take down Christmas two weeks later. Um, number That's three. Weird. Like, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. There's like, there's like no new good Christmas music, is it? Like, Or any new well, popular Christmas music. There's no new popular Christmas music. I mean, you'll you'll hear the familiar covers. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to do a cover of "All I Want for Christmas Is You" and "Jingle mm-hmm. Bell Rock," but the ones that come that 
come back up on the charts are the originals. Yeah. That's hilarious. But then some that's, that, that's really interesting to think about. But some that like, and we talked about this with Abe, the ones that like the black people know, yeah, aren't know. as popular as we thought they should be. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. Christmas, Donny yeah. Hathaway. That's that. Oh, yeah. At the at the like I said the uh, Black Friday, the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year is the first song played on Black Friday. <laughs> The second mm-hmm. song is Last Christmas. Somewhere around noon, you get this Christmas when the crowd is at is at the store is at its uh, fever pitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still doesn't come up on this chart. Um, That's wild. I bet if you put some eight oh eights and trap beats in it, it'd be huge. Where's the Where's the new Christmas? I feel classic? like that exists. I wouldn't be surprised. Probably. I I feel like that exists. Um, I'm about to say the first thing I think about is a dipset Christmas. <laughs> it's, I, but I, I agree with you, Brandon. Like we need new blood in terms of Christmas music, and it's being made. Like I mean, funny enough, freaking Corey Taylor from Slipknot made a Christmas song about how wow. he's a crank at Christmas, and I mean, like, and I and I can appreciate that because it's a creative twist on a Christmas song. I don't know mm-hmm. if this has trap beats on it, but. Who is this? This is Pink Sweats. Featuring Donny Hathaway. Okay. Close though, that snare. It counts. That's very, that's, that is essentially a trap snare. So yeah, I figured that existed. Put some 16th notes on that. On that mm. bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> and get it like, counts. Uh, and get... I mean, who's the hot rapper now to come on there and do a verse? Imagine the future did a Christmas album. It would be a ton of distorted auto-tune vocals. Yes. <laughs> and he'd talk about lean. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> How's not purple? It's green. And Sierra. Uh, <laughs> Sierra would have to come up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number three, another Christmas classic, Rocket Around the Christmas Tree, Brenda Lee. Uh, number four, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. I felt like the Brian Setzer version would be high as well, but I don't think it charted. It hasn't charted this past uh, holiday season, at least. Mm. Uh, A Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives, number five. Stay by the Killer Roy and Justin Bieber is number six. Heat Waves by Glass Animals is number seven. Number eight, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Number nine, Shivers by Ed Sheeran. And number 10, it cracked the top 10 right at the end, Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but there have been, like, I, I every year I see some uh, some new holiday music. Jamie Cullum put out an album. Robin Thicke made one. John Legend uh, did a... Um, the virtual duet with Nat King Cole. Is that a rite of passage? I don't know. If you want to use Nat King Cole's music, you have to put him on the song. It's probably <laughs> written in the estate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, well, no, that was last year. Jordan Sparks made one last year called Cider and Hennessy. So some people are trying to make Cider new... Yeah, so I'm try, trying to make a new holiday music, but I guess it just doesn't beat the classics. 
Is, is that what that's we're saying? wild? It's a Christmas cabal that's controlling it, and they're just like, you'll never get in. They'll never <laughs> let you in, even if you do make something. They like you know they put the street team out there because they're old school, and like make sure we keep this. We keep these old like they just. I don't because like the, the most the most current from looking at the Hot 100 the most current songs um, underneath the tree by Kelly Clarkson Great I'm not sure what year that was and Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande those are the most recent holiday songs that um, are in the you know this rotation of mm-hmm. the classic and one of them is one songs. of the biggest pop stars in the world right now and she can't crack the top ten and she can't crack. with a Christmas song <laughs> I think people That's I wild. think they're just like the People just don't know that she made a Christmas album. Well, I guess how much promotion. and they should know. Uh, Kelly Clarkson made one, yeah. and she's she's getting that midday talk show money. Oh yeah, that's that's her fan base. <laughs> she should yeah. be number one just yeah. off of that. Yeah. Well, I actually, the people that I know that know the song like it, <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, it's a great song. But you know, it's just not you know the cabal like, won't let it in. It was like, <laughs> like turn on Felicia Navidad once again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mariah Carey mm-hmm. has really written the last Christmas classic. That's wild. Um, you know, and like I said before, Last Christmas by Wham should get more love than it does. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so let's go to the two Billboard two hundred. The number one album is still, and still champion, uh, 30 by Adele. Um, now, Brandon, I wanted to ask you this because we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, surely. No dancing records. No, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's not a dance album. So, wipes brow on that. Um, but next year, uh, we can, we are, it's all but certain that. 30 will be nominated for album of the year. But also there is a Robert Plant and Alison Krauss album coming and they've won album of the year as well in one of the bigger upsets in Grammy history. Um, So when it comes down to, do you think like Adele has stamp the album of the year award <laughs> or will this Robert Plant Allison Krauss album kind of sneak up on us and it's going to it's going to win just like I think Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga are going to win <laughs> I'll I'll never underestimate the power of an older white musician nominated for album of the year <laughs> How old is Robert It's going uh, if he's, he's got to be in his late seventies. If he's in his seventies, he got to be seventy. It might be a lock. That could be a before he dies. He is seventy-three. Ooh, that could be a before he. He dies. is going to win. And you've got Allison Krauss, who, to be fair, and I mean, I guess they're both respected, but like she's extremely respected in in, in the field of bluegrass. It's just funny, like your first collaboration album out. What happens? Album of the year. Like, what like, kind of what kind what kind of album is it? I have it? no clue. Um, I've never heard it. It's <laughs> it's considered Americana folk. It's going country, to win. Bluegrass. <laughs> Union Station is a good band. I'm pretty sure it's Union Station that plays on it. But that's just so weird that they got together and did this again. 
Like it's so yeah. weird. And it was a covers album, basically. It's like a songbook type album. Yeah. Oh, hmm. uh, just cheating, mm. cheating. <laughs> Maybe I, is is I guess it's making up because what Led Zeppelin never got a Grammy, did they? No. Yeah, it's making up. <laughs> well, please read the letter. I think it wants song of the year or record of the year, co-written by Jimmy Page. Uh, so. All right, this the Billboard 200. Number one is still 30. Number two, for another week, Christmas by Michael Bubble. Number three, Red, Taylor's version. Uh, number four, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Number five, he was snubbed by the Grammys. He was snubbed by the AMAs. I don't know if the CMAs are going to have him on their show. Dangerous, the double album by Morgan Wallen. I mean, at this point, he's Ooh. wiping his tears with dollar bills. Like, just... <laughs> and it's a double album? I didn't know it was a double album. Dangerous. Oh, yeah. The double album. That's Double yeah. the Dangerous. Number six, <laughs> The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Number seven, in the Encanto soundtrack from Disney movie, which I believe is going to be number one next week. Was it probably? It, mm-hmm. It's been a very big thing on yeah. like social media. Yeah, okay. a lot of people, a lot of people really like it. Okay. Number eight, uh, Chris, Charlie Brown Christmas by the Vince Guaraldi Trio. Number nine, Merry Christmas by Mariah Carey. And number ten, A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector. I, this album must be good. Do they know what he did? <laughs> <laughs> or do they care? <laughs> Probably don't care. I imagine the younger generation has no clue who he is, what he did. Um, and I guess now that we find out how much the Beatles despised his mix of their album. Yeah. So we'll get to the artist 100. Number one is still Adele. Uh, number two this week, Taylor Swift. Number three, Ed Sheeran. Number four, Olivia Rodrigo. Number five, Doja Cat. Number six, The Weeknd. Number seven, Justin Bieber. Number eight, Billie Eilish. Number nine, the first and only Christmas artist in the top ten, Andy Williams. So it's not Mariah Carey. (laughs) And number ten, Dua Lipa. Rounds out the top ten for the artist. Um Glad to ask you this, uh, Brandon, before we, uh, when we started, what have you been listening to lately? What music have you been checking out? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Because I will say, given the conversation of tonight's episode, it it was really hard for me to, to narrow down a list of stuff. Because this year, this past year was a blur. It really was. Yes. It was a blur. So I will say the first thing that pops off the top of my head, and it is current with the by the time you hear this podcast, the last thing the the thing I've been listening to the most is Pumps in a Bump by MC Hammer. <laughs> that is such a ironically good song. I, I meant to call my sister and tell her thank you for getting that CD. I don't know why she got it when she was in high school. But hey, CD was I don't listen to anything else from that album. But that one song, 
That one song. I've been not uh it's all good. I because love it's all that good, phrase bro. was put into the cultural lexicon that came from him. That came from Hammer. Stop it, for real? Yeah. Bruh. Hammer People started a- saying it's all good because of that song. Huh. Y'all ready for this? Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. <laughs> that song is mm. That's it's between that MC random MC Hammer songs because last episode was freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that movie was also freaking amazing <laughs> in an ironic way. Like I told Chris, I was like, he was like, I would have figured y'all have done that like years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we waited. Yeah, for I don't so either. Long. Because I though, there is there is the the very short list of TV movies I've seen so many times. <laughs> and that was the only one we hadn't done an episode on. Um, That's hilarious. You know, VH1 seen the, used to play that on a loop yeah. when it first yeah. came out. I think that was their first original movie. <clears throat> I think it was. It's it either that one or the Def Leppard. I can't remember which one. But those no, it, it, was, it was MC Hammer first. Okay. Those yeah. are the earliest I remember. But Def Leppard was maybe like a few months later, and they Equally did one on the corny. monkeys. <laughs> And uh, I remember made, the monkeys one. And then they made one called At Any Cost or At All Cost. It was like a ri- like an original plot. <laughs> was it some hmm. kind of biopic? Um, and then they one had one called Sweetwater, which is That's about with, a, uh, the Pink Ranger. The Pink right? Ranger yeah. as the lead singer of a band that played at Woodstock. They played. They I went. Everything they went well. That. And then uh, someone went on drug binge and everything fell apart. Before they like a normal biopic, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The hilarious thing is, I was watching it the minute the minute you told me it was on YouTube, I watched it immediately. (laughs) And I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, because I'm a wrestling fan, I'm like, why is Ahmed Johnson in this movie? Hold on, who's that? And then it goes, and then it it clips to the board (laughs) meeting one. I was like, holy crap, he is Suge Knight. Wow! Yeah, the casting, death row casting was was a thing of legends. Really, it was just like just like just tie a bandana, bro. We'll, <laughs> that's how we'll know he's bandana tied in the front means yeah. Tupac. Bandana tied in the front with a nose. Like, ring. I imagine the director didn't even know. And he's MC Hammer's best friend. I feel like the director didn't even know who he was. Like he was like, that's why they had to put him on him. Put the he was like because otherwise he's calling him like anything. It's like is that DMX? Like. <laughs> Who is this? Oh, that's Tupac? Like, you discovered DMX? Like, who cast him? I didn't cast. I'm not the casting director. I'm just the director. <laughs> and, Brandon, I got to ask you this in, in this case, then. Um, oh, God. Because I researched for years. I've researched for 20 years. Who is Soul Lixer and To Be Smooth? Who, who are they? <laughs> I, I don't. I thought they were real people until you mentioned it. <laughs> I thought they were real people until you mentioned it. And I was like, hey. Who are those real people? I have no idea. Probably who they not. Soul Lixer and Tubi Smooth. The Tubi Smooth. I could just. I could. I can imagine that was supposed to be Albie Shore. That's the only thing I can think of. But was he? But I, Soul did, Lixer. Yeah. Like I guess we wouldn't. I would. That's corny, find even out. for that that time that period of time. <laughs> who was he touring with back then? Like I guess that's what I want want to try to find out. You know, because I can't imagine they're going to use their real names. For copyright purposes and and also for the fear that, you know, like if you name real names, people are get then you gotta, you know, pay them for name yeah. and likeness. 
people get upset about how they're portrayed, things like that. Yeah. So, like, I guess if we can find who he was touring with around that time, then we can find out who it was. Yeah, I'm trying to find it because this would have been before or like when Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him came out, when it oh, first man. came out or when Let's I Get It Started it. first came out. So, okay, so I typed I in Soul Mixer MC Hammer and I just got an article pulled up from 1990 in Rolling Stone. Oh, wow. This could be it because it's saying that um, Hammer Time, America's most popular rapper, is also a demanding taskmaster. And it's got a copy of him. Oh, goodness gracious. Guess what else is on here, too? Under, um, It has a band name, Most Likely to Succeed, Faith No More. <laughs> um, yeah, the tour I'm looking at, it, it. these are established acts already. Okay, yeah, of course he's going to have... Uh, oh, this, this show had MC Hammer, After 7, Troop. Troop! Oaktown wow. 357. Oh, man. And Misha Wow. Lay. Okay. So there we go. So it's probably just a mix of these types of, of these groups. Troop, that is spread my wings. That is. Spread my wings. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't heard from Troop in a while. Weren't they from like Mississippi or something? No, no. They're from. Uh, they're from California. They're from California. California? Okay. Yeah. No, I had a guy, a cousin of mine who's warping down. They're from Mississippi, and that's why they were there or something. And I, I think I only know that because I think one of the troop, one of troops members is hit boy. Not, yeah. Hit boy. The producer hit boy. I think it's his uncle or hmm. something like that. This is crazy. Flanked by a squad of tall, beefy bodyguards. MC hammer struts out of an <laughs> elevator into the lobby of the Hilton hotel <laughs> in where Columbus, Georgia. Back when we could still have people come, <laughs> people would make stops off in Columbus, Georgia, and I believe R. Kelly ruined that because he did something obscene on stage. Of course, it's R. Kelly's fault. Well, uh, yeah, I don't see any matches for Soul Elixir and MC yeah, I typed in Soul Elixir and it's a group of white men so i'm assuming that's not them no yeah there's there's some rock band called soul elixir and that's i don't know if maybe they tried to sue <laughs> right i would <laughs> yeah because i've because been it, listening it, it, to mc hammer <laughs> who raps about absolutely nothing but it's 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 entertaining. Hey, he had I can that see one why, song um that I can see black why MC Hammer was a big thing. <laughs> black is black. <laughs> no black is no sorry, black is back, excuse me. That's the one he has the um I'm black and I'm proud sample. Um yeah, that was from the seminal album Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, which also had crime stories uh, which warned of the dangers of street life. <laughs> because that had that also had a movie. Yeah, it did. It did. I saw yeah. it on BET. Bro, I used to watch that movie as a kid over and over again. That's hilarious. That was technically his biopic that he himself started. Um, yeah. What have you been listening to, Greg? I'm sorry. No, this is awesome. No, no, this is great. Because that was my first MC Hammer like, holds a special place in my heart when I was a kid. So, My mother has a VHS of me, of a two-year-old Brandon, 
running around in sweatpants with no shirt on with like baggy sweatpants dancing like hammer because hammer was my favorite rapper as a two-year-old hammer was the man that's what i told them kindergartners when they were like um who's mc hammer and i was like he's like soldier boy a dancing rapper they didn't that know makes, i was like that's very accurate <laughs> the soldier boy of his day they did but they didn't they're like who's i was like go ask your parents they had it they they danced they had dances that went with their songs, mm-hmm. tireless self-promotion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, one might knew how to be, money better than the other. Might be a gang member. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, if you ask. Well, Matt, see, one, one's really quiet about it. Mm-hmm. But one is like, the other's like secretly threatening. Like, Hammer might be the Frank Lucas Hammer is very ominous. of the rap world. <laughs> You know, would like rent. there's stories about him pulling <laughs> yeah. up on people with like all his dancers. <laughs> <laughs> like what you say about my mother? Oh man, you about that, to get that was that was Redman's story, sir, mm-hmm. sir. And there's a there's an MC. You said there's an MC search MC story. Search talked about how yeah he had a. I mean he saw Hammer's people about to run up on him at like the Beverly Hills Mall. And then, like one of them, when they when they realized that, like you know, the hit was off, asked for his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> the like, hit we're, was we're off. big fans, man. We're big fans. We like to get your autograph. Oh, and like, uh, some people will say that with uh, with Jay Z, like Jay Z doesn't punch down. But after Hammer made that one song, uh, and in the video where he baptizes <laughs> a fake Jay Z, oh god. <laughs> Running in the forest. <laughs> there was no response from Jay Z. No, it's not because he he doesn't punch down. That he didn't want it with Hammer. <laughs> he heard from Redman. <laughs> he heard from MC. Search. Also, Hammer used to have really really elaborate music videos. The Too Legit to Quit video is one of the most oh, greatest. God, it's so the long, greatest dude. music video. It's like twelve minutes. James Brown like, shows up. It starts <laughs> off with him training in a dungeon with James Brown. And it's fire every place. It's it's it's, Check this out. it's great, but it's weird. One of my one of my mom's friends has the video for Too Legit to Quit on Laserdisc. Wow. Someone out there doesn't know what Laserdisc is. Well the Laserdisc <laughs> Google is. it. Google it. It is a big ass DVD. It's mm. not that commercial. Big ass iPod, <laughs> but no, it is. I mean, it's big. It's a really big. You know, the size of a of a vinyl record. Yeah, but That's it's a CD. Wild. Teachers used to pull them out in elementary school. You ever had? I said, you ever uh, No. Yeah, we had a teacher do it once. It was something on like my the, mom's friend is the only person I have I know who oh, had ever man. had a laser display. Yeah, they had one at my school, That's my elementary wild. school, and we watched something about space, and she just pulls out this huge. And like I didn't know what it was, I was just like, I just know it's really big, you know. <laughs> I barely knew about CDs at the time, so you know. And they, I was like, wow, that's huge. And like it was in a like they didn't have like big compact disc, like it was in like a vinyl. Yeah, it was thing. like a vinyl sleeve. They like, just pull it mm-hmm. out. It's like okay, that's where we're going here. All right, <laughs> that's wild. But yeah, that the video it had um, different athletes who played either in Oakland or Atlanta. Um, <laughs> because too legit to quit was like like I said it was the unofficial song of the 1991 Falcons <laughs> um, who I think they won the division for the first time in like 15 years or something like that 
lot of ups and downs with those teams. And Falcons. and Deion Sanders was the uh well the star of that team and then he left like two years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he too was too legit. legit. Too quick. Deion Sanders <laughs> was too legit, man. He just Um But like Ben asked, like what I've been listening to is um really some nineties dance music. Uh, got into listening to that again. One of uh, one person I know from my uh, O'Neill internship. Um, she is uh, she's a recording artist as well. She does dance music, and she wanted to know uh, what are some popular dance music songs that I might not know about. Mm, okay. Um, uh, especially if they're from the UK, because that's where she's um, that's where she's living now. Uh, so I suggested um, some stuff from D Light's first album. Ooh, okay, okay. More than Groove is in the heart. It's it's actually pretty some good stuff. But I've been listening to basically the '90s dance music. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, like D Light and CNC Music Factory and Mantronics. Good deal. It's good stuff. Ben. Um Midwest Emo. <laughs> you sent me that video. Yeah. That was that was the guy who like starts shouting <laughs> as this guy's playing like Midwest a Midwest Emo intro because Midwest Emo is just weird. Um was really big in the in the nineties and late nineties and um the most popular band I can think of that would be classified as that is the get up kids. And really their earlier stuff, not their later stuff. So like once you get to walking on a wire, they're more so just kind of emo, just regular emo. But like um, I think Six Minute Mile was one of the song, uh, albums. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's all Midwest. But I guess the difference between Midwest emo and regular emo, Midwest emo is a little bit more aggressive, not as whiny. Um, you mostly hear like, whereas this is gonna make sense to maybe ten people, um, like in an emo band, you like, you know, like My Chemical Romance, they're playing Les Pauls, double pickup guitars. You mostly hear a lot of single pickup guitars, a lot of Strats, a lot of Telecasters, in Midwest emo with a little bit of um, with a little bit of distortion on it, but not a lot. So mm. it's just you'd have to hear it to get it. Like it's not heavy, but it's kind of you know like dirty. If that makes sense. All right. Um, I didn't have any other music news. Um, for those, we, we before we started recording, we saw that Bob Saget passed. Um, we will not be playing that Jamie Kennedy song on this episode. As funny as it is. It is funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. But we will not be playing it. Um, Took the NWA intro and everything, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ben, tell us about your earworm of the week. It is not Midwest Emo. Um, it is a TikTok song. <laughs> and I have to look at the title because um, I call it Old Girl, It's You or Old Boy, It's You. But it's called mm-hmm. um, As the, the World, world Comes in. Yeah, The World Caves In by Sarah Cothran. Um, it's it's a really, really pretty song. And it's used in videos where, like, I guess you come to, a, like, a big realization <laughs> And like the wind kind of starts blowing, mm-hmm. it's it's really weird. You you'd have to hear the song, and when you hear the chorus, it'll visually make all the sense in the world. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't. You stop. should check out. You should check out the 
because that's a cover. Yeah, I checked out the original too. It's pretty yeah. good as well. It sounds the original sounds like it's. It, I know it only came out like a few years ago, but the original mm-hmm. sounds like it was made in the eighties. Yeah, like it sounds like um, oh god, there's a guy who um, an artist. It sounds almost kind of like Leonard Cohen wrote it or something, or mm-hmm. it just has that kind of a, a gritty feel to <clears throat> it, like almost like a, a follow up to like Hallelujah. Yeah, like it has that the way he does it at least. And then mm-hmm. she kind of does it Billie Eilish esque, I guess. I pre- I appreciate how different they are. Yeah. Even though it's the same song. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So this is As the World Caves In by Sarah Cochran. Sarah's <clears throat> playing. Yes. And we will be right back. Your back is pretty tired. And we've drunk a couple bottles, babe. And set our grief aside. The papers say it's doomsday The button has been pressed We're gonna nuke each other up, boys To old Satan's sins and prayers And here it is Our final night alive As the earth burns to song (laughs) so that is as the world caves in by sarah cothran the original artist is matt maltese um and there's a remix a sarah cothran's version of an artist named wookie i feel like it's a dance version i'm not about to say it's probably a dance version it's probably i'm gonna play it i gotta i gotta know (laughs) i gotta know now (laughs) 
faster. It is. This has got to be. Your back is pretty tired. Oh, uh, oh now God, this, this is, is the, the version one, I hear yeah, on TikTok. I, this okay. is the version I hear on TikTok. Oh, so it's, it's the dubstep remix. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So we started this episode as we do with each of our becauses awards episodes with the uh dj earworm state of pop mix um in which um they're an actual guy dj earworm he (laughs) will mix in all the hit songs of the year into one mashup and um that is uh our unofficial theme for the because he's awards thanks dj earworm (laughs) so it is time for our Because He's Awards, and uh, we have our own awards as far as what is, as far as the awards we will give out. Um, <laughs> you were going to have it at the um, Staples Center, but, you know, it was booked, so. Yeah. But Kanye booked it out. Yeah, so. Sorry, guys. Maybe next year when it's the crypto whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then with the name change, and then they yeah, lost the contract. And... And just, you know. Paperwork on paperwork. Politics, you know, it happens. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, um, we have, um, let's see what we'll start with here. Uh, well, Ben, Ben, which, which award do you think we should start with? Well, I believe the last, from going last year, we started with our discovery of the year. Discovery of the year. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll start with Brandon on this one. Who is your discovery of the year as far as a song, an artist, an album? Um, it. This is kind of, kind of, I kind of looked at it as the best new artist. Kind of, yes. Mm-hmm. It kind of has that vibe. Uh, but who, who, would, who would you say is your discovery of the year? Again, this was kind of difficult to come up with this list because 2021 was a blur. But... Uh, Going back to Ben talking about TikTok, TikTok is really good at recommending, at least oh, to me, yes. recommending brand new artists to me, especially with like the way people use different sounds and stuff. And one of the people who, like, I guess they they trended on TikTok plenty of times is a artist by the name of Remy Wolf. Uh, I believe, I, I, it's it's she's like the main singer, but it's like a like a band. I think they're like a three piece band. I don't know what to classify them as <laughs> like whether uh, as like, I don't, I don't know whether to call them soul pop funk ish. Or this whatever. is their song the, photo ID. That's their most popular song. I'm surprised I haven't heard this before. So, how'd you come across the? How'd you come across Remy Wolf, Brandon? TikTok. Scrolling through TikTok, it was one of those. uh, 
there's trending sounds going on that show up like 20 times in a scroll <laughs> session. <laughs> Uh, it, it was always—it's always mainly this song that comes up. But they have another song I like more than this called "Sexy Villain." That's a really good song. But like, yeah, they're like—they're like I don't know what to, co- to classify them at. What's the name of this? They're group? just a band. Remy Wolf. Oh, what's the name of the group? Okay. R E M I. Okay. I can get down with this. I like that. Yeah. The, the, the Thundercat feel beast. <laughs> yeah. That's why I laugh when I hear people like, I think someone like cited a video from Pharrell like, you know, music isn't original anymore. Everyone's trying to single. It's like, no, you can find original music it's just not being pushed typically by one of the big four labels or something like that. Like it's being made independently. This is not like anything on the radio right now. No, <laughs> definitely not. And that's a good thing. Like this is really good. Should it be on the radio? I don't know. Cause that might ruin it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, like over the past few months, t- between TikTok and lately Instagram, oddly enough, they've like been pretty good with the recommendations like you know mm-hmm. you're scrolling through stories and then that ad pops up yeah and then it's like a so it's usually an artist promoting a song or whatever but mm-hmm. they've been pretty good so far yeah all right uh ben who you have is your discovery of the year um mine is uh, she was one of my um earworms katie pruitt a uh, country singer i think she's out of atlanta um went to uga then went up to nashville um great voice um expectations was the song that they sent me as a recommendation i absolutely loved it it had a um a fleetwood mac vibe to it um dreams dreams kind of vibe to it when listen to the rest of the album and i mean she's kind of like a, and i guess this makes sense if you're in that part of town she's like a almost kind of like a female john mayer and with a lot of her music, very guitar driven. You just sold me. <laughs> <laughs> like she's got songs. She's got a song in there. I swear that sounds like Gravity. Um, it's got that kind of feel to it. You know, she probably came up on things like the Indigo Girls, John Mayer. I, I imagine she came up. You know, being from this area, probably came up on a lot of the music that was coming out of Atlanta at that time. Which people always talk about. You know, we get it. Like a lot of hip hop came out of Atlanta. But there's also a lot of songwriters, singer-songwriters, Sean Mullins, talked about John Mayer, the Indigo Girls, um, Jennifer Nettles, before she joined Sugarland, and her David Ryan Harris. David Ryan Harris, who I I still think could have, you know, in his heyday could body most of R&B, the Mm R&B industry. So, you know, people don't really talk about that side because it wasn't as, like, save for John Mayer, and I guess what, maybe Jennifer Nettles as part of Sugarland, no one really talks about, you know, that. And rightfully so. I mean, it's with the success we've had with R&B and hip hop out of Atlanta, it's going to get overshadowed. Yeah. But um, Katie Pruitt just, she reminds me of that type of music. Um, and of course, if you make that type of music today, what are you called? You're called country. <laughs> so of course she's on yeah. CMT and stuff like that. But um, I still find myself regularly listening to this song. I love it. There's no real chorus. Like that little guitar hook is the biggest chorus you get. 
um but i just love what she sings about like it's the song's called expectations and she's so she's a lesbian and it talks about a lot of her album is about coming out and realizing that she is lesbian and mm-hmm. you know living in the south where i mean i know we went blue Bible but belt. we ain't always been blue <laughs> here in georgia <laughs> and it talks a lot about like you know like this song is really just about you know the expectations of being young but then also like you know the expectations placed upon her as a woman and what they expect of her i i, I love what she talks about it's really interesting to just kind of hear her story they're very story driven songs so all right so that that is expectations by katie pruitt i'll be making a playlist with these songs um so my discovery of the year um because i i i say it away from tiktok as long as i possibly could our our this podcast does have a tiktok account by the time you hear this spell with the letter u because we're urban uh, so you can search that and uh, see some clips from our previous episodes. But this artist I discovered uh, <laughs> uh, through Instagram. Hey. So um, one person that I follow on Instagram, uh, for those who uh, are football heads like me, is Spice Adams. <laughs> He's funny. Uh, former NFL player, uh, but he has uh, an incredible sense of humor, uh, especially when it comes to things with black culture. Like anytime he talks about how old heads behave and how (laughs) their gaudy outfits, (laughs) he even has like the cigarette flick, uh, the the Bluetooth pieces and how people talk on them. What's Uh, sitting there, Chuck? (laughs) 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 I want to meet Chuck because apparently he is hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> Everything he said. But um, from him, he, for some of his videos, when he used background music, he used um, uh, a producer named E. Jones. And I listened to some of E. Jones stuff. He's a DJ. He uses a lot of, um, a lot of 80s and 90s samples. Um uh, and then from E. Jones, he did a collaborative album with an artist named Will Jordan. And uh, through my Spotify wrapped, my most listened to artist was Will Jordan. Mm. Um, he made an album called uh, Be Good, and he has a couple of other singles out. Um, so this is a song called Good Love. Uh uh, which he, this is from the album he did with E. Jones. Um, it's it it has it's a '90s R&B hip R&B hip hop sound, um, kind of like if if Mary J. Blige were a guy and a little more emo, you get Will Jordan. <laughs> um, a lot of his songs are about uh, some ex girlfriend. Um, and it's from the perspective of someone who is uh, because he's written I think he's written for Beyonce and he wrote for somebody else Uh, so he's been on as a songwriter for the most part and uh, 
it's from the perspective of someone like chasing their dreams and having to give up things like uh, one of his videos he uh, he works at a pizza joint delivering pizza and he delivers pizza to his ex-girlfriend and they have arguments oh god <laughs> that might break me <laughs> oh wow um so i like the, the the be good project that he did with um with e jones and he has a couple of other singles out um uh it's that it's it's that heartbreak r&b but i'm not as annoyed by it as i might have been by the weekend mm. um i love heartbreak r&b man mm. I, I wish bryson tiller was still popular <laughs> i love it <laughs> um so yeah i and then like when i i put it on my instagram story that he's my most listened to artist and then he shared that story so i thought that oh, was pretty cool nice I love it when I love that when you'll have someone who doesn't think they're too big to interact, you know, like I think mm -hmm. I got a response from Fifi Dobson on her TikTok when I was like, this is my favorite song by you. She's like, awesome. I mean, it was like one word. But I was like, Fifi Dobson. I was like, that's freaking awesome. Like, even little my wife like, Fifi Dobson. I love you, dear. Fifi Dobson. <laughs> Like when Katie Nalik responded to the that clip was about, crazy. <laughs> about her song. That was so wild. And she like put it up on Instagram and everything. Like yeah. it was so, it's like, all right, you're doing the most. <laughs> like that was cool. Don't get me wrong. But that was like wild. Like, Hilarious <laughs> enough. I remember getting like an influx of followers on Twitter because Thundercat retweeted a picture of me wearing the Dragon Ball Durag hat. Oh, nice. Ball Durag. <laughs> that was fun. He didn't even say anything. He just retweeted <laughs> it. That was fun. So um, those are our discoveries for the year. Um, ben, pick the what's the next award that we should give out? Mm, I'm, I'm trying to do this, I guess, in order of import, I guess, leaving the big ones to the end. So super late mm. to the party one is kind of you know, similar to the discovery because this is you discover this person, but dog, you should have been here. Yeah. So, and I, I don't mind going first on that one because all right, I feel like this one is, is going to be obvious. It's um, it's got to be blue by Joni Mitchell. Um, I am very late to that party. I'm ashamed. A case of you was um, was one of my earrings recently because of the honor, um, the award they gave to Catherine O'Hara. Um, and there's an artist that did a cover of. A case of you, which is beautiful, <laughs> just absolutely beautiful song. Um, up there with you know, with Fire and Rain by James Taylor in terms of like you know, some of the better singer songwriter songs coming from that era. Um, only thing is her musicianship, you know, not to insult these people, I think her musicianship is better. Like I know I had that question that I asked Aisha, like, hey, you know. There was that talk of like, you know, who's more uh, a more talented writer musician, her or Bob Dylan? Not to insult Bob Dylan, man, but like Joni might have to come for you, bro. Like, she's really good. Great singer, great writer. You know, because that's the one pass. Well, he's not a great singer, but he's a, you know, he's really good at writing. She's both. So, <laughs> and you can be both. But like, I just, you know, because, and this is what I love about the streaming age, and I know that musicians don't like it, but it gives your music the ability 
to reach a whole new audience without the risk. There's no risk involved. If you've got a Spotify account, just find somebody and listen. I highly encourage people to do that. I do it every now and then. I'll just find somebody maybe that whose album I wanted back in the day and I didn't have the money to get it because CDs were expensive and you only got one when you went to the store. So, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll go back and be like, oh, I always want to listen to this. I always want to listen to that. And I encourage people to do that. This is one of those albums. In an evening, I listen to it and, you know, people call it like, you know, one of the best breakup albums ever. It's really good. Although they call it that, but she had not yet broken up with James Taylor because he played on it and stuff like that. But it's still a really, really good album with some really good songs on it that will, I guess if you're in the right mood, can really touch you. Yeah. All right. Prince has covered this before, right? Yeah, Prince did a cover of this on a Joni Mitchell tribute album. Mm -hmm. All right, Brandon. What party were you super late for? Okay. I might. Okay, I'll say like like two quick, maybe two quick uh, honorable mentions. First up, the soundtrack to Sherman Showcase is amazing. <laughs> and I've heard I've heard Greg talk about Sherman Showcase before, but I I've, I've never to this day I've never seen the show like at all. But I do watch their other show called Southside. And they have like a uh, bunch yeah. of like random songs in there that are also great. So that's that's one. The other the other is a well, I guess super late to the party to the band themselves because apparently they've been around since 2010. Is a band called Lake Street Dive. Lake Street Dive. Have you guys heard of them before? I, I feel I've like heard that I feel name, like, but I feel I like Ben would really dig them. Uh, they have a song called Hypothetical. Yep, they're, they're one of my like songs. Um, mm-hmm. Holy crap! Is the 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 melody and lyrics? <laughs> To begin in the beginning of that song, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. It's that synth in her. Yes. <laughs> I love everything about this. As soon as I heard this on TikTok, I like. I went on Spotify, and liked it. TikTok. Yeah. Another TikTok find. Yeah. So you found the you found this band on TikTok. Scrolling on TikTok. Because yeah. <laughs> they made a nice little engaging video. Mm-hmm. They're doing a, like a little dance and everything. Yeah. They're a pretty big band. Like, I love the, the lyrics. Yeah, it's just the, the way she's taking these words and just kind of. And, like, from watching, like, just random performances they have on YouTube, they be jamming. Yeah. They be jamming. All right. But yeah, TikTok. Between that and TikTok, my very last one is, you don't have to play this one, but it's uh, You Are My High by The Gap Band. Hey! I again 
another TikTok trend. Yeah, they this one's and been it's a, popular recently. Yeah, and it's a sampled song. I'm like, who like what is this a sample of? At first, I thought it was like Mary J. Blige or something. But no, it's the it's the gap band. I was like, oh. And then I've listened to the song like a thousand times yeah. since <laughs> I love when that happens when people take old sounds, old songs and make them a sound. I love it. Um, you might be familiar with this. Um, at least I've been listening to dance music and, and I've gotten back into listening to a lot of acid jazz as well. And, uh, an artist that I was super late to the party on, I guess, I get maybe the, the genre as a whole is basically the acid jazz genre is almost the entire soundtrack to any popular anime um <laughs> which i don't watch yep. any anime mm -mm. but like some of the it's music either, um kind of got into it's either acid jazz really like hard metal yeah. or like ah. something playing smooth like <laughs> classical guitar no uh, in between <laughs> so um and find out that a lot of a lot of japanese artists um like they have their own kind of style of, of acid jazz. And uh, I remember I started like listening to it again after um, uh, <laughs> for a while, like some, I can't remember how many I watched, but I know uh, Brandon is familiar with Buff Carell. Uh, <laughs> 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 and <laughs> For those who don't know about Buff Corral, one of the greatest cover artists of all time, a cover artist on YouTube, uh, and the most prolific, uh, <laughs> bigger than Boyce Avenue, bigger than Kina Granis. Um, Buff outsold them all, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just type Buff Corral, y'all. But he did a cover of a song called Last Surprise. Uh, ah, I, and ah, okay. So because I I I was like I was look I was just going through his videos. I was like, okay, I've heard this song. I know what song this is. But that was a song I had never heard before. And that's I that's from a video game. It's from a video game. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I looked it up. Like I I like the original version. I started getting into that. Uh, um, into listening to Acid Jazz again, but. That's just how I got to listening to it again. But mm -hmm. uh, an artist that I'm super late to the party on is DJ Tawate. Uh, you may recognize him, maybe, from he was one of the members of D-Light. Hmm. But as a solo artist, hmm. um, he has this song that was later a famous sample. So this is Technova by Tawate. And at one point you'll hear something and it's, uh, it's uh, well, to me, it was a famous sample. Well, I mean, it, it's like, oh, they sampled that from this. Um, uh, Find a Way by A Tribe Called Quest. From their, what was their last album. <laughs> before uh, we do, before um, thank you for your service. Oh, sorry. This was from the Love Movement. Okay. Mm. Uh, 
they'll get to it eventually. But uh, it's I don't know. I really like like lounge music and and music like this. It's mm-hmm. it's very calming and relaxing. I feel like I should be drinking a martini, <laughs> um, and it makes me feel sophisticated. Yeah, this part. I'm not familiar with this part. Wow. I've never heard heard the original sample before. Have you heard the song Find a Way by mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest? Let me pull it up. Especially in the context of how they use it. Because they use the melody, but it's a completely different timing. Yeah. Jake Dilla is great. Oh, nice. Okay. My sample. Jay Dilla did this one? I believe yeah. it was Jay Dilla. Okay. Jay Dilla's a, Just like <laughs> Chef's Kiss, Jay Dilla. So, um, let me check that. I, that sounds right. There's so many things I never realized he was on and, until TikTok <laughs> talks about him. Mm-hmm. A lot, some guy. I uh, know the the Uma. No, so it was. Oh yeah, it so it like Q Tip and Ali also are credited as producers, mm-hmm. along with um, D- uh, Dilla. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, just getting into into that out. That's that's one of those acid jazz staples, I guess you might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that album from DJ Tawatang? Um. All right, so we got a couple of awards left. Mm-hmm. Ben? So, um, before we get into the big two, <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. our WTF moment of the year. And, um, of course, I mean, I've, I've got mine. I think Greg had one. I've got a couple here, too, as well as just some to even just spark conversation. But And if, y'all, if, if either of you have either of these, we'll just still talk about it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to change mine. What you got? Mm-hmm. So, um, <coughs> the incident, the incident, I guess it's an incident known as Ballgate. Uh, this was a <laughs> hold on, what that's what it, it was called. Um, so because you, you already mentioned this, this is the, the tweet from Nicki Minaj oh, about her cousin oh, in Trinidad. <laughs> so the tweet, and I quote, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. So that came from Nicki Minaj as far as getting the vaccine, um, because I think she was it was a requirement to be vaccinated to attend the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while she was invited, she did not go because she did not want to get vaccinated because of these kinds of concerns. Um, her testicles might swell <laughs> and she'll become <laughs> impotent. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, but that was it's it was such a bizarre symptom that no one had ever mentioned mm-hmm. and people just kind of ran with it and a lot of people believed her more than more than not from what I saw on TV. Um 
I know that like Fox News was on her side about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then CNN was like, that sounds ridiculous. No one's ever mentioned that. You know, Dr. Fauci came out there and said, that's not a symptom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just imagine him in his office like, I got to do what? <laughs> so like, I don't want to talk about this. And this was a time where like Dr. Fauci was interviewing with a lot. We probably could have got Dr. Fauci on here. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, was everywhere. He was he was interviewing with everybody, not just like the talk shows. A lot of YouTubers did mm-hmm. something with him. Olivia Rodrigo, yeah. like driver's license had been out for maybe a month. She got to interview him or something like that. So, she just got famous. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we probably could have got Dr. Fauci <laughs> to, to be on our podcast, but like he had to come out and, and say something about this. Um, you know, it, it just showed me that it, the power of celebrity yeah. has gone mm-hmm. way too far. Like, um, I've told people before that just because someone is famous does not mean that they are uh, they are an authority on a lot of on topics on certain Dang. topics, <laughs> especially if it's not their field. Yeah, just because Nicki Minaj is famous that does not mean she understands everything about vaccines. Mm-hmm. She is not a doctor. She d- has not been part of an infectious disease. Um, <laughs> Uh, organization as far as like how to treat it or to fight it or you know anything like that she has not been a part of that so so because she's not an authority just because she said this does not mean I don't even know if this is true (laughs) because it's not a symptom and no one else has really said that it it causes impotence or swollen testicles I think that he He has something else (laughs) he had definitely had something else He has herpes or gonorrhea or something. It it wasn't because he got vaccinated. Mm -mm. You know, so that was just the the thing that came around that. Uh, So that was more of a a celebrity thing. Um, I had one more, but I'll I'll go to, you know, either of you guys can go first. You go, Brandon. Brandon, (laughs) which one of yours? I I, Well, now I have two because the other one just came to me. But my first one was... Kanye West's super creepy concert series <laughs> where he was previewing yeah, I guess down, like down, doing down the street from where Nanda. we are right now yeah <laughs> oh, the, at Mercedes Benz yeah and yeah at the arena and like okay do your listening party and but like the I think the first one he just stood in the middle and all red with a mask on and just walked in a circle <laughs> And then at some point he set himself, he set, they made it look like he set himself on fire. And then Marilyn Manson prayed with him at one point. I, I don't get it. But my other. <laughs> oh, yeah. My the one other, in Chicago, the, he said uh, he built a replica of his childhood home. Of his childhood home and had cars drive around in a circle for the entirety of the, the show. That's someone who's got too much money and too much time <laughs> on their hands. It's like, you, what? He's a billionaire. Dude's supposed to be broke. Yeah. <laughs> so it's between that and Barry Hankerson finally letting go of the background music. music. <laughs> like, why now? Why did you choose now? So he could put out this album, probably. He's about to die. <laughs> this gotta be what it is. Mm. Aaliyah's weird uncle. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen him talk? Like he doesn't like like yeah. 
he doesn't he speaks in circles. <laughs> it's like, why did they give this man all this power? Clearly, this family does not make good decisions. I'm not going to say why. But <laughs> yeah, it won't be the first time yeah. they made a terrible decision. They don't make good decisions. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. All right, Ben, <laughs> which one of yours? <laughs> so I did. I, I had one, and I'm, I don't know if I want to mention it because it was so tragic. It was going to be Astro World. I mean, that was a huge WTF That's moment. a huge one. Um. A little more lighthearted, I guess, sort of. Um, Morgan Wallen won't go away. <laughs> um, the support, the support. It turns he out, got. it turns out, racism sells. Like that would be a third one for me. Just the this the support yeah. he got overall. It, it was it's kind of like you know. <laughs> so it's kind of like how like you know, R. Kelly didn't say don't support me. R. Kelly was just like, I'm innocent, I'm this, I'm that. Morgan Wallen said, no, I did it, and it was bad, and y'all shouldn't buy my album, and I'm going to talk to the NAACP, and like, you know what, brother, we're going to buy more. (laughs) That just made them buy it even more. (laughs) I'm not familiar. I'm only familiar with with Morgan Wallen through listening to y'all. Like, was the album doing great before? It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I mean, he's... I mean, he's probably one of the more popular artists in country right now. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess I used the Nashville test. When I went to Nashville over the summer, um, every bar, the band was played at least one or two Morgan Wallen songs. And this is wow. multiple floors of bands. It's like you could be on the first floor and you hear Morgan Wallen's song. You might go to the third floor. They're playing another Morgan Wallen song. Um, he was pretty popular. And like when they played the songs, the crowd wasn't like, boo. They're like, yeah. Like they go crazy, so like it was just funny to me that like this dude literally stood up to you and said like I was wrong, don't buy my album. What was that, Morgan? Buy your album? All right. And this they gentleman went and doesn't just, look anything like I thought he looked like. Yeah, he's from The Voice. He's a, he's younger. Um, he's got mm. the long hair, thick country accent. He's not a bad singer. Um, mm. the funny part of it is though, like he's a part of this new country where it's not it's unrecognizable. If you listen to country, I would even say in the early 2000s, it's unrecognizable. It's definitely unrecognizable well, if you listen to it in the 90s, in the 80s, and the 70s. Well, um, for one, he has a song with a little Dirk. Yeah, like, so <laughs> what people have said, and I forget who it is that I, I see on TikTok all the time, but it's like, it's a bunch of writers who aren't from Nashville writing about Nashville. Like, they've never mm. lived this type of life. So they're just writing what they think these sorts of people like to do hence oh, so why the songs like, are so stereotypical <laughs> so he's in the physical he's a he's so he's the embodiment of this one bo burnham song and i can't remember what it was called but it completely like makes fun of that idea yeah where it's like a cold beer or a pickup truck essentially something like it's all the things you think they want to do and what's funny is it's like they keep nailing it on the head for young people. Oh, sorry. I thought I muted it. Go ahead. Um, so that was funny. Um, I also, the, the baby going off on stage yeah, that and was then my getting other one. canceled. Um, hilarity ensued. Um, From him saying he ain't sorry to him saying he's sorry to him saying he's not sorry again. Um, Just seeing all the jokes of like... Um, 
the BET Gospel Awards have dropped the baby from <laughs> will not perform. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of festivals and and concerts dropped him. It was, um, and even that was yeah. a big thing with the Kanye with the Kanye shows because it's like, oh no, he has the baby on a song, and he's talking about him being canceled. Another as he stands next to Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Another honorable mention. Um, we talked about this. Uh, I don't know if it was last or before. Um, the baby from the Nevermind album suing Nirvana mm. yeah, for child pornography. Weird. That's just yeah. That's just weird. That's just that felt like a money grab. Um, yeah, I don't. And, and you know what? Because I'm a hater. Um, Taylor Swift releasing a 10 minute video uh, yeah. <laughs> of a song that she's already released. In which she turned the world against Jake Gyllenhaal for some reason. I don't know. Like everyone's like, we hate like, you. <laughs> out of nowhere. Just start hating Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's just like, what did he do? I uh, don't know. He a couple hurt Taylor. Of, a couple of other ones. Um Boosie's beef with Lil Nas X. His <laughs> undying beef with Lil Nas X. Um Living in his head, rent free, man. Uh, oh, the the weird video with uh, Kodak Black and his mom. Uh, they were like dancing at a birthday party, and he's like squeezing her butt. What the? F- and <laughs> like at what? Too or, much. or even or even more. I think this is like this week. So like Jim Jones was on a podcast somewhere oh, talking yeah. about how his mother taught him how to tongue kiss. What the? What in the Donald He says Trump? he was joking, but then someone interviewed his mom, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I did that. What in the Donald Trump are we? <laughs> well, hold on. Have y'all seen the movie Don't Look Up yet? No. Okay, mm-hmm. then I won't, I, won't, I won't spoil anything. Brandon knows what I'm talking about. I won't spoil uh-huh. it for you, Greg. You should see it. Um, Trick Daddy talking about stuff he likes to do in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any, any singers or musicians said, but like there were a lot of people last year talking about how they don't shower. Um, Ew. Oh, yeah, that was a thing. Uh, I think it's it probably not as crazy, and I still don't know, like, what the next thing that's supposed to happen, but as far as, like, what T.I. or Tiny did or didn't do, um, as far as... Were they drugging these women or not? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there were. Apparently, Trey Songs is in hot water again, too. Yeah. Uh, someone said that that he is, he sexually assaulted some woman. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. It's funny you mentioned Tiny because I was, I was talking about the group Escape and trying to tell my wife, like, yeah, with, like when this came out and how I thought they were. And y'all. Maybe I'll disagree. I thought they were like the male ver- female version of Jodeci on that oh, first yeah. album. Definitely. Like the mm-hmm. way they were dressed and everything. And she had never seen that first album cover. I was like, yeah, this is them. I was yeah. like, yeah, they look nothing like they do <laughs> now. Just like TLC, supposed to be the female version of Belle Biv DeVoe. Yeah. Escape mm-hmm. is female version of Jodeci. I was like, this. the songs are all up. It, it just, they, the aesthetic and everything. But, and it's <laughs> the like, overalls and later, Timberlands. The, like two albums <laughs> later, it's like they're you know dressed in dresses and stuff. It's like complete one eighty. But 
Um, they got to try to soften their look. Yeah, I remember that. They tried to do that with a lot of female artists. I remember that happened with the Brat, and that was like that was totally weird. weird. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was so weird. weird, man. <laughs> like the Brat is a tomboy for life. Like, she's trying to make her look like a lady. This she's is the weird. icebox from Little Giants. Like she's just not gonna change. <laughs> she's hip hop icebox. Wow, <laughs> it, doesn't, it just doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. Um. All right, so, so we got our big two now. All right, which one do you want to go with first? All right, you know what? Let's go with song of the year. Yeah. All right, uh, you give your song first. All right, so this one was difficult, man. This was difficult. It came down to two, and I guess one has to be an honorable mention, and one has to be. <clears throat> so I'm gonna go with the one that blew me away the first time I heard it. My honorable mention is gonna be Montero by uh, Lil Nas X. Phenomenal song. Um, I'm just nearly perfect. Um, very fun song. I know it caused a lot of controversy. But, and I don't, I mean, let me rephrase that. I know why. <laughs> but I still think it's stupid. Um, but it was just such a fun song. Had nice, a nice little kind of like a, um, I don't know if you call it a calypso beat or mariachi. I don't know. But it has like a nice little backbeat to it. I just, I just like it. It's a lot of fun. Um, were you trying to play it? Yeah, now it's not playing. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, that was my runner-up. My the song, my song of the year, though. I'm I'm gonna have to do it. Got to go with it. It's "Driver's License" by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, the the moment I heard it, I was like relieved and excited <laughs> because there wasn't a lot of pop music that had I sound like an old man. It, there's a lot of pop music that had a traditional song structure. You know, mm-hmm. a pre-chorus, a chorus, a bridge. I know these things seem kind of like, you know, like, well, duh. A lot of pop music doesn't have that nowadays. So it was kind of, it was kind of good to hear that. I love personal songs. You know, songs where you can kind of really feel the writer writing it. I don't like that she got compared a lot to Taylor Swift because apparently... That's one of her influences. I some people might be mad. I don't think anything Taylor Swift was nowhere near this good of a writer when she first came out. I think people mm. think Phyllis was her first album. It was not. <laughs> I don't even remember the first the name of it. But she was talking about slamming screen doors and stuff like that. She she just was not this good. Plus, Olivia Rodrigo's a better singer. It's an old different thing. But it took. It took Taylor a couple of albums before she could kind of... I don't even think she was this good on Fearless. It took her a couple of albums to where she could get this good at really conveying how she felt with this good of production behind her. Granted, that you know it comes down to who produced her album, but it was just something about this one that just kind of hit a little bit harder than anything Taylor Swift did for a while. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Brandon, what's your song of the year? My runner-up is also another Olivia Rodrigo song called "Good for You." That song was every that song was everywhere, and it like it it jumped into my brain when you when you said "Driver's License" mm-hmm. because another because goes back to our last category. A lot of, a lot of people tried to say she stole from Paramore. and it's like you know it's like guys, have you ever heard music before? <laughs> It's like music tends to sound yeah. like sounds similar. Like they they can't 
you can't have like a chord progression to yourself. No, you can't. Especially now. So it's that. It's that. And I wouldn't be me if I didn't say leave the door open. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> An evening with Silk Sonic. I listen to the live version of this song an absurd amount of times. I should, you know and what? In, I've never heard the live version. It's oh, the one they did for the uh, the Grammys for the Grammys last year. I bet it's good too. It's, Crap! It, yeah, I need to listen to that. All of their live performances have been pretty on point. Yeah, I I I study this song like from like a standpoint of like every instrument. I'm obsessed with this bass player. D Mile. I know they use a couple on the album, but yeah, D Mile. I like this guy. He's Academy good. Award winner D Mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this was also my song of the year. Oh, for real? Uh, nice. It was just such a welcome uh, to. It was refreshing to not hear to Ain't not hear an R and B song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and to go back to, you know, the, you know, it's a 70s soul, uh, just like, like, you know, like how Bruno Mars is racially ambiguous. Uh, I think musically, musically, he's that too. He gets a lot of, apparently, Mm. and I didn't realize this, there's a segment of the population who thinks he's a culture vulture. And And it's so weird. And I disagree. I I don't think. I disagree with it. I don't think he's doing anything disrespectful. I think he's been he's shown the because I, I, most respect. I would think a culture vulture is to to take things and not give credit mm-hmm. or or to not recognize you know mm-hmm. the the historical aspect of what you're doing yeah but like you can't Ooh, find it and you can't find a Bruno Mars interview where he's not giving it up to like yeah babyface Teddy Riley and like Prominent black artist. He he always gives it up to people who came before him. Yeah, he might be more in tune with old black music than black people. <laughs> like, like, how many folks I are still that, rocking New Jack Swing albums when he came out with the Hilar- Carry Magic? You know, the hilarious thing is seeing on like on Twitter every now and then, like the topic of like really good Michael Jackson songs come up, and someone posts a posts a picture of Rod Temperton. Be like, would you call him? A, would you call him a, a culture vulture? <laughs> yes, not playing. No, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but to say he like wrote some of the greatest R and B hits yeah. that we know. He, he wrote "Always and Forever." I'm about to I say they would not know. They would have never let Heat Wave cook. Stop it! He wrote "Always and Forever." Let me make sure. Mm-hmm. Or he may yeah, have co-wrote it he, with the with the lead singer. With the band. Oh, but I'm pretty uh. sure he he wrote yes him by himself wrote always and oh, forever by himself the staple of every black wedding and or family mm-hmm. reunion. What is he Dutch? Is he Dutch? He's British. British. Mm. British white man. It's funny. He's probably that writer that if you told people that he'd be like Bobby Caldwell, like they wouldn't believe. Like Bobby like, Caldwell, they wouldn't believe. <laughs> Every day, there's a new black person finding out that Bobby Caldwell is not and a Michael black man. McDonald. and Michael McDonald. And Michael McDonald, regardless okay, of Michael McDonald, I mean, come on. I mean, well, I, I mean, that. well, Bobby Caldwell 
whoever was at the record company tried to capitalize on that. That's why, like, he was never <laughs> on the cover of his own album for years. <laughs> they just like, had this the shadow of a guy down. in a fedora. <laughs> Michael McDonald was out there. You just be like, who is that guy singing Michael McDonald's song? <laughs> like, I guess Michael that's McDonald's. where, like, maybe it, with the faces or, you know, I, I see the guy's faces and I, I'm not thinking that, okay, this person might be black. I never thought that about Michael McDonald. Me either. And mm. I remember, and that just makes me think of uh, the scene for, have you seen American Psycho? Yes. Where he talks about Huey Lewis. We talk about Huey Lewis. Huey Newton and Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news, and and like the detective asked him, "Hey, have you listened to this album?" He's like, uh, "No, he's a little too black sounding for me." Like <laughs> Huey Lewis sounds black to y'all. How were they thinking in the eighties, man? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this black guy singing on this? And, and look, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because of the 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 deep voice or, or having a little bit of soul in your voice. Some people mm-hmm. thought Rick Astley was black too. I. I I when I first heard that I song, I when I was a kid, I thought he was an old black dude. I was like, that, that big voice? And I was like, he's probably blind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a blind black man. Like he just had on sunglasses singing, you know, together forever. <laughs> like that voice Why did it make me think of those, like, you thought he was Clarence Carter? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that voice, is, that voice was too big. Like when I saw that, I was I was so disappointed. I feel bad saying that. I was so disappointed. That's hilarious. He's so small, pale, <laughs> like what? Redhead, like he's like as white man as a white man. Yeah, can be. like if you looked up in Oxford's dictionary, maybe Rick Astley there in his double denim, like just white man with a really big voice <laughs> with his one dance move. Yeah, and he did that to death, to man. Death. Every song, the same dance move. But that is come, amazing. But ask him come sing, sing at your wedding. Not a dry eye in the mm-hmm. house. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no ma- I could hear him singing that. Like <laughs> Everybody singing along. Oh, man. It's like, oh, man, that white boy. Go white boy. Go white boy. <laughs> That's when you know um, that you're at the cookout. When, when people start saying, go. I got to show you this video later where they do like the hierarchy of white rappers. And one of the hierarchies is, and one of them is just like someone who's just straight hood, and it's just Paul Wall. <laughs> it's <laughs> just Paul Wall. Just him. I saw that one. Like, just him. He's like, actually, Paul. this is the only person I can think of that goes in this category. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 when you know you've achieved it. Yeah, but um, I don't know yeah. if I've made, I well, I know I've mentioned it to you, but I know, but Brandon, there's also a uh, a video of when New Kids on the Block performed at the Apollo. <laughs> Yes. And I can't remember what song they were doing exactly, but the crowd was chanting, go white boys, go white boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. All right. So we're at our final award. Yes. The Artist of the Year. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, I'll, I'll go first on this one uh, just so I could. I wanted to I explain my approach to Ben as. What time does with their person of the year, not necessarily the person who was who did a lot of great things, but just someone who was in the news and had a lot of notoriety, good or bad, but (laughs) they move the needle. They they brought up conversations. And to me, that's Taylor Swift to uh, re-release, well, re-record her own albums uh, for a very petty reason, 
<laughs> I mean, I, I understand it from, you know, the royalties and, and publishing aspect, but otherwise it's just petty. Well, it's crazy because she clearly doesn't need the money. And it's something, yeah, all. it was totally unnecessary. I under And as an artist, I understand wanting to own your stuff, but like Jesus Christ, woman, he doesn't own them anymore and you don't like, need the money. So uh, for her to do that, and to actually still be successful, yeah. like Taylor's mm-hmm. version of, and now she's done three albums, right? Well, she's done two. She's, she's done Red, be... and she's done Fearless. Fearless. Yeah. Okay, Fearless. so she's done two. Um, would she have the redo 1989? Is that part of the list? Yeah, that was the last one Jeez. that she did. Yeah, her first. Her first I feel like 1989 just came out like three years ago. I'm about to say that yeah. is not an old album at all. It's her first. So that. So I will say that that's what's crazy about her career. She's like eight, nine albums in. Yeah, 31, 30 something years old. Crazy. Like she's. Yeah. Yeah. So it's her first six. Like to think about that. Her first six albums. Are the ones that she's re-recording six albums. <laughs> Jeez. So that that was my approach for her to actually do it and for it to work. It's like, well, a pet petty pays, I guess. Yeah, I think she the probably way. did fearless and was like, you know, let's see how this goes. And when she saw the success, she was like, oh yeah, full court press. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing, we're going the Prince route. Stuff's coming out the vault. The way I would just. <laughs> After re-recording six albums again, the way I would disappear until I'm like 45. <laughs> it's, it's like cr- I need, I need to come up with new stuff. Well, no, for for to, to like like, she put out both of those albums last year. The the Taylor's version, both of those came out last year. I think she's bored, so she's going to try to get all of these out and then at the same time write new stuff. Yeah, that, so that's what's crazy to me too. Wow, she still released. Two new albums, <laughs> folklore and evermore. Energy. Like, so I have to wonder, you know, what are you doing? Like, are you like even if you're just well, covering you yourself? That's that Tupac work ethic, of... man. Like, that's you. You lived in the studio, like every <laughs> day. You woke up. It's like, what are you doing today, Taylor? Going to the studio. What? What else? All right, let me look at what what album. I'll she sleep has, when right? Hammer comes in. So she's got Red Taylor's version. <laughs> She's got Fearless, Taylor's version. Let's count these as albums, right? Uh, Evermore, Folklore. Uh, before that was Lover. Yeah, that was the one with the Brandon Neary, um track. Reputation. You mean Panic at the Disco? So hold on, let's go back here. So we got, I, I, I stopped counting. So we got. So we're counting Red the Taylor's version. Red and Fearless, Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. Folklore, Evermore, Lover. Reputation, um, nineteen eighty nine. Red seven. <laughs> Red eight. Speak now. Nine. <laughs> Fearless. Ten. Self titled Taylor Swift. Eleven. And she's thirty, what thirty two? Maybe she was born in nineteen eighty nine. So. Yeah. 32. Gee whiz, she's my age. I wouldn't think she was. Yeah. I feel like she, I th- always thought she was younger. Funny enough, I saw a video of her covering Dilemma with Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and it was about as good as you would think. Like, apparently she was kind of drunk. 
So she was really getting into it up on stage. Was it like better Logan. or worse than uh, Chance the Rapper doing Hot in Here, his country version of Hot in Here? Oh, it's better. Because I've, better <laughs> I've heard better covers of that song. I did not like his cover. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, who's your artist of the year? I I have two. We're uh, an indecisive bunch here. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this year was kind of a blur, but like sitting here talking, it's like everything is coming back. Mm-hmm. So to as like a surprise to no one, Silk Sonic. <laughs> and here's my reasoning. For for everything we said about leave the door open itself, but I really liked how it propped up Anderson Pat. Like, because there was a lot of people. I, I didn't really. I I always thought Anderson Pack was way more popular mm-hmm. than than what he was, but a lot of people were turned on to Anderson Pack yeah. through his partnership with, with Bruno Mars. So it's between them and their great live performances and Doja Cat. Mm. I'll give it to Doja Cat because I think this. At least this this year, I think it was like the very first time where she's not known as the the moo girl. But it's like okay, yeah. you had you had it's like, it's like, it's like okay, that. you had mm. yeah, it's like okay, you had the say so song, but can you do it again? Mm-hmm. And then she had the song with SZA, and then like she's like a bunch of features performing. At, she's performed at just about every festival. She but seems on. like a really good performer too, and then like she's almost really every good. award ceremony. It feels like too. she's <laughs> really good. I watched her Rolling Loud set like when it was on. She's really, really a really good performer. Yeah. All right, Ben. <laughs> kind of in the same boat here. So, um, and I think I've been convinced. So Lil Nas X is my runner-up. He he did have a great year, but I do think I've got to give it to Doja Cat, who is my is between those two. I think she's having kind of a Dua Lipa kind of year where mm-hmm. you just have this album that's full of a bunch of really good danceable songs. It's a really good way to put it. That are just, you know, that's, you know, that's, and I mean, maybe that's the formula that we see moving forward for some of these types of artists. Like, just give me a bunch of, I don't need ballads, you know, and even if I do have a ballad, it's going to be kind of danceable. Give me a bunch of really danceable songs, good or bad. Um, but this mm-hmm. these were really good songs. So that um, like this album has like a ton like a very good amount of like TikTok trends yeah. attached to it. Like Planet Paris. Mm-hmm. I don't know album, if you right? guys are Okay. Uh, yes. I don't think I don't know if you guys know like they had like the silhouette challenge. Yeah, with where the song like they would turn the light up. Yeah. The, I didn't know that was her until I just listened to randomly decided yeah. to listen to the album. The, and the song became a single after yeah, <laughs> that it wasn't a single. That's um, wild. The power and, of TikTok. And, TikTok's but after, when it took off, they became a single. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just so, yeah. and just the, it's kind of. A, she's one of those artists where it's like, is she a singer? Is she a rapper? Like yes. she does both. Yeah, yes. it's like yeah, she does. <laughs> just, like yes. she does both so well. It's like you kind of want to say, hey Drake, man, this is how, you know. You should have been doing it. Like, and it's not Drake's fault. Drake tried his best when he first came out, but like, you know, 
No, he felt like he had to change it up and then make to make he made it seem like he's experiencing different cultures, but it was more like he's ripping off other cultures. <laughs> mm-hmm. He is a culture yeah, vulture like more than Bruno vulture. Mars is a culture <laughs> vulture. Exactly. You want to talk about that? You ain't from Atlanta. <laughs> you're not from the UK, like Jamaica. Say you're not from the UK, Texas. Where do these Afro beats come from? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, did y'all know that? Drake's from Houston? No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, man, he grew up in Galveston. <laughs> yeah, man. Right outside of Galveston. Right but, outside of Galveston. He's from, he's, from Port, he's from Port Arthur. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, I, but yeah, gotta gotta swing it to Doja Cat. I mean, she, I mean, she had a great year, man. Like now, kind of like with with um, Dua Lipa, can she reproduce it? You know, because. Dua Lipa had a had a good year, but like it wasn't as good as the year that she had before, you know. So, we'll see. I mean, Brandon, can you hear us? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Yeah. I, don't oh, about she, to... <laughs> I don't know if she can have another. You know, Future Nostalgia was a phenomenal record, and she wrote. She's been writing that record for a while. You know, I'm curious yeah. to see if Doja Cat will continue to write Planet Her into 2022. Or if she's got That's some crazy. new stuff. I remember. I mean, I, it, it's an album of the year nominee. Uh, when she can tour, if there, if she would ever tour. Yeah. Uh, but it's I wild think that to see, like because, artist trajectories. Yeah. Because this album like came the, out not so. It wasn't a long time after Hot Pink. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, she if she's got a, she's probably she's one of those that it seems like she's always. Uh, working on new music. So, what I understand, what I've heard is they're not allowing her to work on new music right now, which is well, really trying to, her. yeah, trying to like capitalize yeah. on on this mm-hmm. on this album. You know, her songs have been put into commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiss Me More is the biggest hit of her career, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I don't think a lot of musicians starting out understand the business aspect of the music business, like, you know, riding a riding a wave, striking while you're hot. You know, you've got like, the artists yeah. and all they want to do is make music because that's all they know. But then you've got the people behind them saying like, you think that like this just happens? No, like we've got to strike while hot. We've got to ride a wave. Like Planet Her is huge. Like you, mm-hmm. you we got to keep releasing singles. We got to keep doing this. Like you're not, this album's not done yet. While she's probably yeah. in her mind, she's thinking the about next the next. Probably one. onto the next yeah. thing. And there, and it's just like, and and it starts to make you understand why you'll have artists who like build a recording studio in their bus because they got to get ideas out. They gotta, you know. Link mm-hmm. uh, Mike Shinoda did that. Um, a lot of artists have done that before. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. So yeah, like, or yeah. even like, there would be a lot of times where like you'll hear like an artist like promoing like a new album in their like in an interview, and they'd be like, "Oh, I wrote this song years ago." Yeah. While I was tor- still touring the old record, you just got to get it's it like, out. Wow. Yeah. So, and I think you know she's. I mean, she seems a little younger, maybe a little more inexperienced. Fame kind of came fast with Planet Her. I know she was kind of bouncing around before that, but yeah, she's twenty six. Uh, this was her third album, mm-hmm. but that's I uh, think that can be it. like a, a kind of a wake up call for some people, where it's like, yeah, this is her third album. Like you want to do this, but you got to do this, and it's like you have to understand 
Like, if you like everything that's coming with what you have right now, you've got to understand the machine that made it. You've just got to understand that. It's one of those things. Like, you know, you might not like photo shoots, but you got to do photo shoots. You might not like interviews, but people need to know who the fuck you are. Like, there's, there's all those things that yeah. kind of come along with it. You know? It's, you know, for some people, music is probably the easiest part <laughs> of being, say, of being a pop star. I've heard, of, yeah, I've heard a bunch of people say making the music is the easy part. Yeah, the six a.m. photo shoots or the six a.m. interviews or like I, I used to think about the, like, my God, could I get up at five a.m. to be on Good Morning America <laughs> to play out in the cold? <laughs> play out in the cold. Could I do and that? Do and do cartwheels like Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> Would my could my voice work? You know, because it's hard to sing early in the morning. Or, you know, would I be... <laughs> you know they put the backing track on there. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, or... Would Good Morning America, they they, they, yeah. they they took whatever Dick Clark was doing on American Bandstand and just do that. Mm-hmm. On top of the pops, uh, well, they just, they just lip synced everything. Like, they artists had to, like, I want to sing live. No, we don't want you to do that. <laughs> no way, man. No way. No, no way. No. Um, or would my fingers work because it's cold and it's hard to play guitar in cold weather? Like, I think of those things. I'm just like, I'll keep working my day job. You know, I don't know. Because the first time they're like, I'm like, they're like, hey, guys, my fingers are really cold. I don't think I can play. Go, go home. You're done. You'll never work in this town mm-hmm. again. <laughs> Ever. I'll do Good Morning Atlanta. It stays warm. <laughs> warm here, bro. It's warm. <laughs> well, good morning, America. They're not always outside. But if they tried to put me mm. outside, I'm like, can I play? They, the sound you're stage? out. You're outside in the summer. Can I, can I play in the sound? Not yeah, in the winter. I think it's between Christmas time and summertime. Well, I, I That's said they, they used to because <laughs> I I definitely remember seeing um, Bruce Hornsby out there and like everyone's bundled up and his drummer before they started playing, <laughs> they said, "Do do do do." You see him going like, like what is it? <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. bro, like it's not even that hard to play drums cold. They didn't, they didn't have the the 21st century backing track. They only had the 1987 <laughs> backing track, in which he has actual drums, not the not the drum machine he for the song. The, <laughs> he was hitting them sixteen. Those he was hitting them like he had that hat on and everything. I was like, get that blood going, bro. Get that blood. It's cold up in New York, man. Oh man. So that will do it for our because he's awards. Um, this was, I I don't know what twenty twenty two is gonna bring. Um, you know, this, someone said that our our Olivia Rodrigo and Lil Nas X the biggest pop stars in the world, and what does that mean for the music landscape in general? Mm-hmm. Where, mm. you know, the I understand because they're young, like Olivia Rodrigo just turned 18 or oh, something. Well, I didn't know she was that young. Holy crap. Oh, wow. I think. Or 21. Let's see. If she can keep, like I said, if she keep this up, she can mop the floor with Taylor Swift. I think she's a better writer. Now it just comes down to does she have the ability to be consistent? Because if there's anything Taylor Swift has been, it is consistent. She is 18. 18. Wow. And Lil Nas X is 22, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what it are these the are mm-hmm. do they have the uh, the the staying power? 
Like right now, I thought Olivia Rodrigo, one hit wonder. As of right now, one album wonder. I gotta see the next project before I yeah. <laughs> before I, I I invest in that. All right, so um we'll get to my earworm of the week. Uh this is an artist um connected to one of my favorite artists, and it might have been my artist of the year last year. I'm not I don't remember. Uh but this song was produced by S.G. Lewis. Um, but the lead artist is, his name is Smoko Ono. <laughs> Good night. Smoko Ono. Smoko Ono. Any relation? Uh, no. Okay. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no relation. <laughs> but, uh, the song um, Smoko Ono featuring S.G. Lewis and Rich. Um, it's called Moonlight. Right now, I think it's just a single. But uh, this came up on my release radar because of S.G. Lewis. Mm. Um, but I like this song. It's on my We Lit playlist. <laughs> yes, that playlist still exists. And we're going to play this song, Moonlight, Smoko Ono, S.G. Lewis and Rich. And we'll be right back. Come on to is Moonlight by Smoko Ono featuring S.G. Lewis and Rich. That is a single as of right now. And you can find that along with our other earworms. I think we're past 330 something earworms uh, <laughs> on that extensive complete playlist on Spotify. It's good um, road trip music right there. Yeah. Very much so. 
So uh, that will bring us to the end of this episode. Um, Brandon, thank you for joining us. Always. It's nothing. Uh, I know you won't listen to this because you don't want to hear the sound of your own voice. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Like the, the episodes with me on the only, only episodes I end up skipping. It's like, okay, I, don't wanna, I was there. I don't want to hear me. I was there. Like, I'll hit download on it just to, just to get the analytics and stuff up. But oh, appreciate it. Yeah, I won't. I won't listen. Definitely appreciate that. Like I, I, I subscribe to uh, this podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, I Apple Music. Sorry, you should. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, mostly for the and I listen to it on because of my commute. Um, I'll listen mm-hmm. to it. Uh, I was listening to the the Hammer episode on the way here. Also, but mostly Abe because of just of what, yeah, just Abe. because of the other tangents that Abe will <laughs> bring us into. That brother's tangents are some of the best content ever. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, uh, well, where can people find you, Brandon, uh, where you want to be found? Uh, you can find me on uh you can find me either on youtube i i haven't posted anything in a, in a while but people still seem to find my videos here and there you can just type in father clef and find me there or you can type into twitter uh at father underscore clef on twitter where you can mostly find me talk about comic book stuff or whatever or you can find me on tiktok also at father clef <laughs> where i I get very like I go like a very long time without posting anything on TikTok. And then like it'll be like a week of like, oh, I'm gonna respond to that, or I'm gonna say this on TikTok, and then just nothing for months on end. <laughs> but yeah, I'm also on tick you can find me on TikTok as well. All right. Um well what should we end the hold on a second? Okay. What should we end this particular episode with to close out the Because He's Awards? Who is the the arcade fire of the Because He's Awards to close the ceremony? <laughs> oh man, man, who was? The... I guess what someone that you you didn't think deserved it. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so mean. That was so mean. <laughs> it was hilarious. Arcade Fire is such a hard name too. It was like, yeah, yeah, I felt bad for them because no one knew who they were, and no that's one. probably when people got up to leave. Um, and now you got to perform. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm hold on. I'm looking at the end of year billboard to see what the because they bring. As a matter of fact, I thought it was funny they bring in <laughs> songs that weren't necessarily released in 2021, but just were big because I was gonna my number one song was gonna be Positions, and I was mad because mm-hmm. like it hadn't grown on me enough yet at the end of 2020 to make it, but now it has, I'm just like, this is one of the best songs I've heard in like 10 years, but let's see, you're in charts, 2020, um, wow, Dangerous was the number one, Levitating, nah, Save Your T, nah, nah, Blinding Lights, no, um, these are kind of, songs are kind of weak, um, (laughs) (laughs) stay, sure, why not, yeah, it's because we want you to stay and listen, Get it? All right, uh, so we'll play "Stay" by Justin Bieber and the Kid Leroy. I'm hoping that "Light Switch" 
is my number one for next year if it ever gets released. <laughs> I'm about to say if he ever puts the song out. He says it's done and it's oh, coming. Oh, uh, Charlie Puth. Yeah, he says it's done and it's coming. Oh, so. I thought that was a song already. No, no, he's been he's someone was like, by the time it comes out, we're gonna be sick of it. <laughs> A future episode, I would want to do an episode about voice notes just because of the Yacht Rock L.A. inspired the like the the L.A. inspired sound mm-hmm. of like bands like Ambrosia and mm-hmm. um, uh, Donald Fagan. And yeah, that that stuff from the L.A. session musicians on the yeah of the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. That's ex- that's what that album sounds like to me. So I want to do a future episode about that. But we'll play Stay by the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. And um, thank you for staying with us. If you watch the stream, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace. 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 I do the I told you that I never would. I told you I changed. Even when I knew I never could. Know that I can't find nobody else as good as you. I need you to stay. Need you to stay. I get drunk, wake up, I'm wasted still. I realize the time that I wasted. I feel like you can't feel the way I feel. I'll be fucked up if you can't be right here. You can't be right here. I do the same thing I told you that I never would. I told you I changed. Even when I knew I never could. Know that I can't find nobody else as good as you. I need you to stay. Need you to stay. I do the same thing I told you that I never would.